This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. This is what's great about sports. This is what's great about sports. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. All right, and welcome back to the very first episode of the Only Sports Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Nossman, and my co-host for today, a noted former intramural basketball star and lifelong Lakers fan, Jeffrey Fulton. Hey, guys. Nice to be on the first episode. Super excited to get into this and talk basketball. As Dylan already said, I hold it down in the rec league, um, so, you know, that makes sure to let you guys know I have a lot of insight on it, you know? Played uh, high school for a little bit, too, right? Played some high school. Couple years of high school. Couple years of high school. I only yeah. got my, uh, I got cut in eighth grade, and then <laughs> played my ninth grade year. And Did you know, not score a single basket. Hey, Jordan got cut, you know. See, <laughs> by this time Jordan was in the NBA, and I'm uh, sitting here recording podcasts about basketball instead of actually playing. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, like we said, we got a big, big podcast today. NBA 2021 preview. Going to be breaking down each division, each team, predictions for awards, maybe a little fantasy. Some recent news. Um, anything you want to say off the top before we dive in? No, we just have so much to cover. It has been such an insane last year with the bubble, um, just the NBA's offseason, uh, free agency, yeah, I mean, I was, everything. I was thinking earlier, I mean, this is the shortest turnaround yeah. of a season maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, even with, I'm trying to think like the lockout year, that wasn't nearly uh, this close, right? No. Because that was a couple months into summer and then they started, but... That's still getting like three months of off season. Well, so. the thing too is people were still playing. I mean, you had KD who went and dropped you know like sixty or seventy at the Rucker. You had LeBron doing his whole entire mm-hmm. mixtape and everything. So people were still playing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think another really interesting thing too is going to be how teams adjust to like teams that didn't play in the bubble or didn't have that extra season essentially versus teams like the Lakers who played to the very end. Because you look at a team like fucking okay, this is a bad example, the Bulls who did not play at all. They haven't played since March or whatever when the NBA got shut down. So they've had a full offseason. Meanwhile, the Lakers are fresh off an NBA title, the most grueling three months that the NBA's ever seen, possibly in the bubble. No family, no contact, nothing. So it's yeah. like, it's going to be really interesting seeing how those teams react based on like what their season ended like last year. And it's also really interesting, too, when you have, like, um, for instance, the Bulls are like a rebuild team, right? Mm-hmm. But then you look at teams like uh, Golden State. You have a star with Steph Curry who's had more rest than he's probably ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And so he comes back, you know, last night, and he's just pulling up from where he wants, and he looks fresh. He looks fast. I actually didn't see the game last night. Did he? What did he do? He only got 10 points. He didn't play too much, but, I mean, that's where you're seeing with all these stars. Mm-hmm. And the same since a lot of other players, when uh, Kawhi and Paul George played, I think they only played 10, maybe 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> I guess, former stars, I was watching the uh, the Blazers-Kings game the other night in preseason, and Carmelo, he, uh, he started off pretty hot. He scored like 10 points in four minutes and then hit a couple threes. He was, he was getting hot, but <laughs> this motherfucker was yelling at like 19-year-old rookies <laughs> on the Kings roster like, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. I'm like... Come on, Melo, dude, you gotta chill. This is game one of preseason, and these guys have not even stepped on the NBA court before. Like, yeah, no shit, you're gonna ball against them. Like, come on, man. But anyways, uh, I'm thinking Carmelo, because the Blazers' offense is gonna be interesting this year, because I think, well, I'll save most of this for the preview, but uh, 
Anyways, I'm pro- <laughs> I feel like Melo's going to put up a season this year. It's going to be like 22, 1.2, and 0.4. <laughs> He's just going to be taking like 12, 13 shots a game and then just does absolutely nothing else. Instead I'm- of playing defense, he just talks shit. I mean, and that's, you know what? That's going to be really interesting seeing how he kind of battles with minutes because when it comes to even his defense, you know, it's not like super good, mm-hmm. but he can't do something. And out I there. think, I mean, with the Blazers adding, well, actually, let's just say this part. Uh, real quick, before, I mean, we've already kind of dived in, but uh, make sure to go follow us on Only Sport Fan Pod on Twitter. Don't have an Instagram because I uh, don't use Instagram anymore, but we'll see to that at some point. Uh, and make sure to go f- like, subscribe, follow, rate five stars, all that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Anything is appreciated. And uh, make sure to tell a friend, too. We've got hot takes, funny sports talk. People want to hear it. All right, so uh, let's go to some current event type stuff for the NBA. First, <laughs> I, I don't know if you watched this live last night, but uh, KD and Kyrie Irving had quite the interesting Instagram live conversation, <laughs> which this is right after Kyrie Irving uh, made the comment towards the media after not showing up to a press conference saying, I don't, something along the lines of, I don't worry about the opinions, opinions of pawns, which is a pretty disrespectful way to talk about the media. Like, obviously reporters have their shit and like, it sucks, but at the end of the day, like, you gotta have respect for other people and they're just doing their job. And then, yeah, so right after that, they go on Instagram live and, uh, yeah, they start, they're just talking about weird stuff. Kyrie mentions how he... He was Kevin Durant in a past life. <laughs> he says, I was literally you, bro. Like, you're the way I pull up, the way I'm like, on my head. Like, and then he said something about seven to eight post ups a game. And KD then says, Nah, we already negotiated. You get 2.5. You get two post ups, and then the other, the half is you're in the post. I throw it to you and just pass it right back down to me. <laughs> you know what's the funniest thing about that? Was, you know, I can see both them on their live and everything. Mm-hmm. You see Kyrie, he is. He is, in his mind, he is saying everything. He is confident. He is not stuttering. You have Kevin Durant just give him this blank stare like, this guy being for real. Right? He's dark as fuck. Also, <laughs> I saw this on Twitter. Somebody tweeted, uh, Kyrie making $30 million a year and he's sitting on the floor. Like, he's in some apartment. <laughs> he was just sitting, just cross applesauce, just like going through his head, doing all his finger motions. Like, no, really, got look at it at a <laughs> philosophical level. Like, really, I was you, so I understand how it is to be a power forward. And KD's like, Bro, you're a point guard. <laughs> you are like six three. How tall is Kyrie? He's six three, six four. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm, si- I'm seven foot, dog. Like, you can't <laughs> compare your offensive game to me. So, I don't know. I feel like Kyrie is one of the most skilled players in NBA history. But there's just there's just some players that just can't get out of their own head, man. It's Kyrie. It's, weird. it's like his personality prevents him from really making as big of an impact as he could. I think. But I don't know. Well, with Kyrie too. I mean, he's one of those guys who has. Some one of the biggest egos, but it's sort of sort of in the sense that he doesn't want to acknowledge his ego. He doesn't want to see himself as something super higher. But his actions all point to him being like, um, like you said with the comment about I don't speak to pawns. You know, he holds himself to the highest regard. But he's just one of those guys. He gets to a team, and I know where you just start seeing all these things come up. What he's saying, he had the flat earth thing that came about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's like. And he's definitely one of those guys that's, like, very spiritual and, like, third-eye-open type of shit. And that doesn't vibe with a lot of other guys in the NBA because, I mean, you look at most people's backgrounds on an NBA roster and, I mean, either they're Christian or they grew up in a situation where spirituality and, like, weird perspectives on, like, souls and all that shit is just is not a part of everyday life. No, yeah. That's how I see it. And, like, 
when Kyrie comes in with all this weird bullshit, all these guys are like, dude, sh- shut up, man. Like, what, what are <laughs> okay. you talking about right now? Think about this. If Kyrie Irving wasn't so good, if he wasn't as good as he was and he was still saying the things he was saying, I, I don't... He's on NBA roster right now. No. I, I truly don't think. If he had... I mean, it's, it's tough to say, like, half the skill because he's so fucking good. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you got to draw the line at some point between, like, mental versus physical and how that goes with a guy playing. Yeah, no, problem is, no, yeah, you really do. I mean, there comes a point to where you can only say so much and do so many things before it becomes more of a distraction in the locker room more than actually showing your your own individuality, sort of. But that's the same with Kyrie. That's the problem. He'll say all this, but then that man will show out and get you 25, 30 a game. So it's yeah. like, you got you to gotta love him, you got to hate him a little bit. And but. yeah, I mean, obviously, NBA GMs will forever pay that much money, regardless of the off-the-court shit, because that's that's how the NBA is. I mean, you see guys like, I mean, I don't know, like Westbrook, I don't know, but who, who definitely have their issues don't necessarily mesh well, but they're so good at basketball that they're going to get contracts. So, anyways, if we want to shift the idea of uh, people who are hard to deal with, I want to talk a little uh, James James Harden? A little, little rocket situation? Uh, so, for those of, those of you who don't know the exact situation, um, good old James Harden did not report to the Rockets camp right after Russ Westbrook got traded. First of all, he made it clear he did not really want to be in Houston. Westbrook gets traded to Washington for John Wall. Then Harden, on the first day of training camp is in Houston actually so he's in Houston but he's not anywhere near the facility he is instead at Spire nightclub in which uh on a night in which little baby was throwing a, a very very dope COVID party I guess where there was like no less than 2,000 people no unmasked mask. no there was not a mask in sight and they were like packed shoulder to shoulder in a club looked like fucking August 2019 it was crazy and Harden was there he's boys with little baby so then Rock's like, okay. But then they call him, doesn't nothing happens. Then he's seen in Vegas again with a little baby. And then he says he's going to fly home. He takes a picture of him on a plane. But then the next night, he's in Vegas again for the third straight day. Finally reports to Rockets camp. He's probably fat as fuck right now. Like, honestly, uh, James <laughs> Harden, we saw during the bubble a little bit from the quarantine, just three months. Yeah. And he, he didn't look too great. No. Unruly hair, a little bit of a beer gut. <laughs> and it's it's a worry. And, like, for those of you who don't know, I'm a massive, massive Philadelphia 76ers fan. And he keeps <laughs> listing them as one of his trade destinations. And at this point, I don't want any of that near our roster. It's like Antonio Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously different sport. But the guy, he's good at basketball. But if he fucks up everything on your roster and all the chemistry and just hogs the ball doesn't know how to play with anybody else and only thinks about himself, then that's not something I want on my team. There comes a point to that, too, but, I mean, you got to realize James Harden could probably easily argue he's a top-five shooting guard ever. You can argue maybe top seven if you want to, you know, give it more time. I agree with top five. I think, I've, I mean, I've said in the past, James Harden is a top-five scorer, period, yeah. in NBA history, just based on the, the amount of points he can put up. But on the flip side of that, I think especially on a team like the Sixers where you've got young guys and Joel and Ben and we're already trying to make it work with them and then just throwing another ball hog in the mix who really I mean as much as yes he's won MVP he's put up these massive stats he he hasn't done a ton in yeah. terms of winning and that's what the Sixers are trying to do is win so I think and then kind of sorry to interrupt but kind of back on the vein of like Kyrie he wants to go to Brooklyn and that shit's already looking a little <laughs> weird you throw James Harden in the mix that's going to explode faster than I, I don't know man it's no you uh crazy. 
you put Nets, you put James Harden on the Nets, you mix Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden in there, and one of the biggest markets there are, you know, it's in Brooklyn is a huge city. Mm-hmm. They're in the spotlight always. You got three superstars. There's a lot. There's a lot that you can unpack there. See, I saw a uh, I saw a report that was saying send James Harden to Indiana, send him to the Pacers, <laughs> which isn't the worst idea no. because. If you put him in a city like Indianapolis, there ain't shit to do. Hopefully he doesn't fly to like Vegas all the time. But uh, I, Nate, I've heard uh, the new head coach, Nate Bjork, Bjorkgren, I think his name is. Yeah. Oh, I got some stuff to talk about him later on. I got some hot takes with him as well. But anyways, uh, he is looking for a printer-centric offense. I think Old Depot may or may not be like in his future plans. That's decent value plus some picks for hard. I, I mean, I don't know. The Rockets can't get much right now because they know how, people know how pissed he is, but it's an interesting idea. Well, it's interesting, too, with Oladipo. I don't know if you saw that over the summer or actually just a couple of weeks back. I guess, reported by people within the organization, he would go and speak to other teams before playing them and say, man, I wish I could go play with you guys. And he would say these things vocally, and his teammates would hear it, and they just have to like kind of give him a weird look. So, I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be bad to get Victor Oladipo out of there, especially if you want to start kind of new or continue what you've been building, but in putting someone like James Harden in a perimeter-centric system who can get you 30 a night easily. People forget that Oladipo's been on three teams already. <laughs> it, it, you always... See, it's funny because, like, I've always thought of him as a pacer just because that's, like, where he actually played good and won, like, most screw player and stuff. But, like, yeah. where he drafted to Orlando, right? Yeah. And then traded to OKC. And then traded again to to Indiana in the Paul George deal, which I still think is a win for the Pacers because <laughs> they wait they got Sabonis in that deal too, right? Yeah, they got Sabonis. Oh right my there, god! Yeah. Oh my god! That's highway robbery. Paul George is a fucking fraud. That's, <laughs> again, a whole other issue. But you saw Paul George saying that he's like, "I'm coming back. I got a brand new trainer. I'm on their ass." Yeah, bro. I he said he's getting okay. Hear this out. He said, "I'm getting back to an MVP level," but he's never won MVP, right? No, no. So. What's what's that level then? <laughs> I mean, like, how can you know you're at that level if you've never actually been at that level before? <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. Paul and, George, yeah, he's a fraud. Man. It was really funny. I don't know if you saw it, but um, he comes out um, in the preseason game right after making these comments. Literally right after he made those comments. He gets in one of the first possessions, I'm pretty sure. Did he hit the side of the backboard again? Oh, worse. <laughs> I mean, at least then he was shooting. This time, he does a nice drive to the rim, has a nice, easy finish, and just misses the layup. First thing, you know, after saying that. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, that's tough. But, yeah, uh, and then I think, anyways, James Harden is a mess. We'll see what the Rockets do with him. It's going to be an interesting couple weeks with that. I'm, I, I don't even know if he's going to play in the season, to be honest, if he's going to hold out or what. Anyways, uh, I think the last little bit of current news we got is, uh, yeah, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo has seven days to sign his extension. Uh, okay, is it extension or like a one year? Um, no, so option? it's if I if I know this right, to which I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just a it's gonna be a resign of his contract, so it's gonna be a max extension, yeah. and it's gonna be looking at three or four years signed into probably making more money than any other player in NBA history in terms of. So so it would be technically a super max then. It'd be basically a super okay, max so contract. Yeah. What was the last super max to was signed? Like what two thirty, two hundred thirty million, something like that last year. Yeah. I forget who. I mean, a few people signed it, but. Um. Anyway, so I mean, that's got to be up to like 250, 260 at this point. James Harden, he was one of those guys. He signed one of those giant contracts. 
Houston. They gave it to him. They believed in him. And then, you know, within a year, look where it's at now. Well, you know? okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel weird talking about the Rockets from last year because their GM is now our GM. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just think the idea of pairing Westbrook and Harden in the first place was a terrible idea. They just... It just doesn't mesh, you know? I, it doesn't. I mean, they were in OKC together in the beginning, right? Yep. yep okay, they were, but... Yeah. Again, Harden was a very, very different player at that time. And Westbrook was, too. I mean, neither yeah. of them were the ball hog, like, point guards they are now. They were much more like, I mean, Harden was off the bench, if I'm not mistaken. And Westbrook was just an athletic guy. He didn't, wasn't really refined. He was raw. Exactly, um, yeah. And then KD was obviously KD. But uh, anyways, yeah, so Giannis signing his extended, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely weird because a lot of teams really, really want him to hit free agency. I know Miami has been a talk. Uh, Los Angeles has been a talk, according to sources uh, that possibly run this podcast, the Philadelphia 76ers are a possibility. And I think, you know, we may only have like 30 listeners. I, I should start the rumor, though. Because if somebody starts it, hey, you never know hey. you can hear it. Hey. <laughs> Giannis to the Sixers. Get it started, guys. Start talking. Start tweeting. Hashtag Giannis to Philly. <laughs> Trust the process, baby. All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be, again, next week is going to be interesting. I personally would like to see him stay in Milwaukee. I'm a big fan of loyalty and guys staying, which makes me a little frustrated with today's NBA. Well, it's rare. It's it super, is. super well, rare. That's the thing. It's like you see guys back in the day like Tim Duncan or even Kobe who like, rest in peace, of course, uh, who, you know, spent their entire career through thick and thin, man. There's something I just respect so much about no matter what fucking happens, they're going to be like, no, I'm, I'm a Laker. I'm a Spur. You know? Yeah. I'm a, yeah, whatever. It's like that kind of commitment to a team means a lot in my book of like how I view a player's legacy. And one thing too is, I mean, it's a good point to bring up is when you look at, for instance, Kobe Bryant, at one point he was unhappy. There was a trade that almost went through that sent him to the Mavericks. Um, (laughs) Dude, imagine he would have just stayed in Charlotte, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Or yeah, it was Charlotte. Yeah. 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 See, I was, as I was saying earlier, you hang it mixed up because it was the Hornets. (laughs) <laughs> Bobcats, and then the Hornets again. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, so Hornets, but... Well, yeah, and that's the thing, though, is um, a lot of these teams now, it seems that when their superstar is unhappy, it's just an immediate, all right, let's get him out, let's get some draft picks, let's get one of the super deals like he got with uh, Paul George who mm-hmm. went to the Clippers, which is smart in some instances, but, I mean, it's one of those things that if you keep going, you keep building around that player, at some point, it could work out, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, I, I also think it's just such an interesting idea of like the front office mentality of like uh grow versus build you know what i'm saying like yeah. growing a roster is essentially what the warriors did as much as they get shit talked about them oh like, yeah i mean steph clay draymond plus whoever else i mean a couple other guys on the roster you know they were they were warriors through and through they were drafted they were i mean they were you know developed in that organization and there's something to be said for that but then there's the other teams who i feel like the clippers uh, fall under that um, who are very much just like trade sacrifice assets yeah. give up picks it doesn't matter let's get to that ring but how often do you see that actually work I mean it's it's interesting because you see a lot of teams try to buy their rosters but yeah it, I, mean, I, can't it think, I can't think of many teams who can I just remember I mean this is a terrible example but a few years ago when D-Wade went to the Cavs and shit. And that was the that weirdest roster. thing. That was the weirdest shit in the world. He was number nine and he shot. Well, he was scoring like, <laughs> okay, I got I to gotta pull up his stats from that year. I, no disrespect to D-Wade because he's no, obviously no. a legend. But 
still uh, just you, the visual of seeing him number nine on the Cavaliers. Did you see their? Uh, <laughs> did you see their off-season photo before they started the season? It had like Derrick Rose there, Isaiah Thomas was on the squad. You had so many guys, and it's funny. You look at them, and you go, man, you put this five years ago. This is right here. This team's unbeatable. <laughs> this is this is an all-star team. This is literally an all-star <laughs> roster. Okay, so Dwayne Wade in 2017-2018, because then he got traded back to Miami. He uh, he averaged 11.2 points per game, uh, 3.5 assists, and 3.9 rebounds on what's that. Oh, shot 32% from three. Yikes. Oh. Uh, 45% from the field. So... I mean, not great, but it's come not, on, D-Wade. You can't be tarnishing your legacy like that, man. Well, and he's paired with, you know, his greatest other guy, his other greatest teammate of all time, you know. I mean, you can, you put, well, I remember when he got traded there, you're looking and you go, oh, man, it's the running it back. We got Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. LeBron, here we go. But this isn't 2012. No, right? <laughs> no, no. These guys and, uh, look so old, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then. Well, I think saying that, LeBron is his best teammate. Is a little short-sighted considering he played with Chris Anderson for so long. Oh man, now, <laughs> you got to think about this. <laughs> Dude, you can't beat the Mohawk and neck tattoos. <laughs> no, no, he carried that Harlem Shake fit on. I don't know if you remember that. I, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think we're getting a little sidetracked off. Yeah, yeah. No. I think this is the perfect time to jump right into our division by division preview. Let's do it. Ready to jump in? Let's, All right, do, let's it. do it. So we're gonna start off with the uh, excuse me. Um, we start off the Pacific Conference, I think, and looks like the Kings are up first. Ooh. So I'll give you first shot. What what are your thoughts on the Kings going into this year? All right. So interesting about the Kings. Every year they kind of do a little bit better than you're gonna expect, but they never really kind of hit that jump. You know. I mean, especially when. I guess not when they had DeMarcus Cousins, but you look at you know today's roster. You have Buddy Heald, you have De'Aaron Fox, you have Mark Bagley Tyrese coming Halliburton. back. Is it Tyrese Halliburton? Something I think, like that. I, think Hallibur- I know Halliburton's his last name, but I think it's, it's Tyrese. Anyways, continue. But I mean, that's the thing about the Kings. They are one of those squads that if they secure the 10th seed, I'm not surprised at all. If they're a squad that hits 8th seed, I'm not surprised at all. But that's the kind of problem about being in Sacramento. You're a smaller market. You're not going to have no giant free sign, free agent signing. So the Kings, are, hey, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say best case scenario, eight seed, maybe. But the West is stacked. Yeah. Um, so as, I don't know if you know this, but I grew up as a Kings fan um, before I became a Sixers fan. I'm uh, sorry. I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. <laughs> my, uh, my dad actually quit watching the NBA after the 2000-2001 uh, <laughs> um, Western Conference Finals in which the Lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter alone and it was actually like well known after the fact that the game was fixed by the refs to some extent yeah um, I mean Baby got shacked or got shacked got elbowed in the face by Shaq I, mean, I guess that's getting I mean, shacked you gotta say that you gotta game, say it's getting shacked you got shacked bro you just got, <laughs> you just got elbowed in the face and you're bleeding and then you got the foul called on you that's yeah, the anyways. best term you can actually yeah, use right there shacked <laughs> yeah that's, that's an everyday term from right now <laughs> But anyways, yeah, he literally was bleeding from his nose, and he got called for the foul. And it's like, that that kind of shit, just like, that, that was tough to watch. My dad at the time, David Stern, was the com- like commissioner, and he just wasn't a fan of him. He's back into it now, actually. But, uh, you know, so I, I grew up with the heartbreak of the Kings. My baby was my guy, and it's tough <laughs> seeing them kind of suck. Yeah. Because I, I miss those days in which they had Chris Webber and Jason Williams and Mike Bibby and Asia yeah, cool. Sviakovich. I mean, all, that roster was 
so good and so fun to watch. And so it's hard, but at the same time, to flash, stop worrying about the past in terms of 2020. I, yeah, I, I agree with you when it comes to like eight seed. I, I think maybe a seven if everything goes their way. I think it was perfect. But yeah. I'm, I, I do I do believe in De'Aaron Fox. I think he's yeah. good. Although he did shave his head. I'm he worried hair. about that. I don't know I'm why. I'm worried about that. I don't know why. No, no, no. I think that's fully understandable. <laughs> have you seen how many guys have like changed their hairstyle and just sucked? Yeah. And especially De'Aaron Fox. He was like iconic. He's had that shit since a long okay, I'm sorry time. If this is gonna sound. Was he at Kentucky or? Yeah. Okay, Kentucky. I was gonna say Kentucky or Kansas, but I get those mixed up sometimes. Yeah, I know. Anyways, uh. Yeah, so Kentucky had that spiky long afro, and now he's just gone. I couldn't even find. I saw number five on the court. And I'm like, who's wearing number five? And I was like, the fox. Yeah, I saw that with uh, with Jalen Brown. You know, he had his hair was really really long, and then he pretty much cut that. And I was had the old flat top. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it totally changes. And you know, it's funny though. But yeah, now I was looking at that too. I was like, oh no, he changed his hair. Does that make the Kings worse? <laughs> it might. So yeah, I uh, also Luke Walton just doesn't do it for me. No, he's no. not not the greatest coach he um he's lucky he had that that small run with the warriors that kind of gave his whole entire coaching mm-hmm. career basically yep. what it is to this day yeah uh yeah so kings eight seed kind of whatever team uh yeah. moving on to your roster the los angeles lakers so <laughs> Let's i got go. <laughs> i got a question just for you yeah um how do you th- do you think the ba- the raptors are going to be able to repeat back to back you say the raptors yeah Raptors are going to repeat uh, finals. Um, I mean, because they won the last real title, and then this season's going to be the next real one. So <laughs> let me uh, let me just put it this way. All right, cheeseburger Lowry. <laughs> oh come on, well, that guy's a that guy's a dog. He's had his stint. All right. <laughs> okay. Just... Anyways, but on a real note though, coming off a ring, how do you think they're going to bounce back? Short nose. Because we mentioned earlier on that they obviously are coming off the shortest, other than yeah. the Heat the shortest uh like off-season. rebound essentially off season of any team. So how do you think just with LeBron aging and just to have it the gruel of the bubble, like how do you think they're gonna bounce back off that? Here's how I see it, which is kinda of, kinda of weird. Alright, so you have to think about this. LeBron, he's one of those guys he takes a lot of care of his body, mm-hmm. spends a lot of time in it, and I know he's getting eighty to kind of view things the same way. Pretty much whatever LeBron does, eighty is gonna do it. Those guys are a package, right? Yeah. So it comes to they're probably going to rest a lot. And the Lakers got kind of a lot of new additions. You got a lot of guys you're plugging in there pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Harold a lot, former sixth man of the year. Uh, he was, I think we're going to see his impact missing on the Clippers a lot more than people realize right now. Yeah. Just because they, I don't, I mean, well, they have Zubak, who I actually like a lot as a center. But, you know, Harold was a defensive guy. He hustled. He was the hustle player of the year, whatever yeah. that award's called. So, you know, it's like adding that to the roster is going to be huge down low, especially after losing Dwight Howard. Because Dwight, who's now a 76er, weird enough, uh, <laughs> he, I mean, it, he was really good this last year because I feel like for the first time he understood his role as not the guy. Yeah, and yeah. he really came off the bench. Five rebounds a game, five points. You know, he hit the boards, he blocked shots, and score when he needed to. And that was all you asked from him. Yeah. And when a guy does his job like that, that's awesome. And Harold is like that, but actually, like, good at basketball he's younger he's, <laughs> he's younger he's more athletic no. he's got better legs you know it's he can shoot a little better than howard ever could yeah. i mean it's like all those things go into it so i think that's a really good acquisition right. and who else did you guys get i think the biggest person we brought in was dennis schroeder mm. mm-hmm. you see him on on okc he was the third point guard underneath 
Chris Paul, Shea Gillis. I mean, Shea Gillis, you can put him in anywhere. I th- I mean, I think for the most part last year, Gildas was starting at the two. He was playing the two a lot. Yeah. Because uh, he was scoring, and obviously CB3 is very much of a facilitator, so he was getting yeah. out to him on the edge. And, and Dennis Schroeder still, he mm-hmm. averaged, um, if I remember right, it was about 19 points a game, maybe a little less than that. Um, All right, got a quick fact check. <laughs> no, keep going. Yeah, yeah, I know. They'll look that up. But, um, and so you bring him in, a good scorer, and someone can kind of come in when AD and LeBron are doing their thing or even play with them. You know, I see the Lakers, I think they improved a lot this Sorry, what would you say? Average? I'm, I'm going to say about 17 or 19, somewhere in there. He averaged 18.9. Somewhere right good. on That's in there. That's pretty damn good right yep. now. So you said, I think you said 19 initially. You were off by point one. All right, good yeah. shit, good shit. <laughs> you're you're earning out here. You're no, my cred. Lakers out here. Yeah, so, I mean, you plug in a 19 points per game you know, score, um, someone who can handle the ball, make his own shots. Um, now, here's the problem, though, um, that you see with LeBron James is you have people who can create their own shots, but unless they're superstars, sometimes it limits their ability to go and create their own shots because usually the third guy in LeBron's squad, whether that's Kevin Love, whether that's Chris um, Bosh, um, you know, even though the Lakers, you see, um, you could say Kyle Kuzma is the third guy this year, whoever you want to, to kind of plug in there. That third guy on LeBron's squad is usually pretty limited. And so, I don't know if Dennis Schroeder is going to fill in that role to be the third guy this year. I think the interesting thing about Dennis Schroeder, too, is, um, let me look what he shot last year, but I, I, I did notice the biggest improvement in his game that I noticed was finishing around the rim, is he was driving and finishing really well, because he's yeah, not yeah. a big guy, but he, I mean, six one like 170, 180, something like that. Yeah. He's not... Dennis six one one seventy two. so he's not... A big, strong guy, but he was graceful around the rim this last year. Yeah. And I'm going to check his three-point shooting real quick. 38% on five point five attempts a game. So, I mean, I mean yeah. that's decent. That's that's serviceable. But, you know, I, and that's that's something is I've noticed in LeBron's thirds have typically been good, if not great, three-point shooters. And yeah. if not, and change their game to be better three-point shooters. Yeah. So I think he has the capability of 38% to work on it and be that guy for him. But at the same time, he already changed his game to be successful last year as a yeah. finisher because that's what it allowed him to do. So it's, it's just going to be interesting how he adjusts and fits into the system with Frank Vogel and like figures out how to play with a guy like LeBron because obviously it's not an easy task. No, yeah. But if you're able to do it, it's rewarding. you reap all the rewards. So, yeah. You know. And so the next guy that we got to look at too is Wesley Matthews. They brought Great him app- in. Great <laughs> acquisition. I'm, I'm mixing up my words now, man. Uh, this one-sider's hitting me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, he's... How old is he? He's like 34? He's like 34, I'm okay, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, he's been around the block a little bit, but I mean, even last year, I think he played pretty well. He's just a consistent... 3 and D kind of guy, you know. Well, and he filled in a really good role that LeBron's pretty much not going to change because Giannis is similar in the sense that he's going to drive in, and if he doesn't score, he's going to kick out real last second. Did you say Giannis? He was on the Bucks last year, Wesley Matthews, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I thought, sorry, I thought you misspoke and said Giannis was on the Lakers. I'm like, not yet, buddy. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> no, but yeah. Yeah, so. no, no, no. Wesley Matthews on the Bucks are nice. And I think, yeah, LeBron and Giannis are very similar players. Yeah. Obviously, LeBron's much more refined and, and has yeah. a better grasp on things i think but you know they drive they kick out they need three-point shooters to have exactly. success and if wesley matthews can succeed with i mean quote-unquote succeed because they didn't do a ton last year but you know yeah. have some success with Giannis. i think he'll have more success with lebron yeah and just so, just depends on aging though you know and exactly he's 34 i just looked it up mm-hmm. and um but you know what i think he's gonna i think he's obviously taking danny green's position 
of six or now <laughs> yeah yeah so he's obviously taking that spot and honestly i think that works better i think danny green will do better on the sixers but we can talk about that later but um you know so wesley matthews i think it's gonna be another big acquisition but you know i'm definitely just looking more towards that schroeder but the biggest thing i think the lakers did was they brought it back a lot of good guys mm-hmm. they brought back morris and that guy i don't know if you know but his, him and his brother share bank count so it's kind of funny Wait, are you kidding me no they share bank count dude yeah. okay <laughs> uh stay woke they're actually just the same person they might be the I, same person look this oh let's go buffalo just want to touch down for sponsors fun days fantasy <laughs> points right there i'm in the playoffs this week so sorry it's a big week Got the game on <laughs> wrong sport uh anyways um yeah man like <laughs> sorry who are we talking about now? right now we're talking about like how they re-signed a lot of big guys re-signed. morris yes morris and the Morse twins are the same, same guy. person. So, they, I mean, I think they're, they've just committed to such a bit into their life that they're like, you know what? Same bank account, same tattoos, <laughs> the same, same tattoos. number, same profession. We're both NBA. We look exactly the same beard. I mean, it's like, it's so weird. I mean, there's been actual conspiracies of like them Filling switching in. spots. <laughs> like if somebody wants to take a night off and they're in a place where they can do that, they'll literally switch. You know but aside from that, they're good basketball players. But yeah. You know what's weird though? Is when they're in the Suns at the same time together, imagine how confusing that'd be for the coach. You had to look and be like, all right, um, one of you guys get in there. Yeah, they do the I, same thing. <laughs> they're like one of the craziest sets of identical twins I've ever seen. <laughs> it is life. so it's, weird. It's crazy. So So that's uh, a big one. So you could be getting Marcus, you could be getting Markeith. Who knows? Who knows? It, it's fun. <laughs> they play across the hallway. You yeah. know, so <laughs> yeah, they, who knows who shows up. You're gonna be getting any any given one any night. So <laughs> Yeah, and then they obviously big news. They signed eighty back to a super max. Was yep. it four years, one hundred eighty four million? Yeah, he signed for a long term. Yep, yep. He's there. Uh, LeBron, he just resigned his. So you basically LeBron's have... only there for two years, though. Correct. He was. He already had two years. Um, so it's one year left, and they signed a two year extension. He signed two years. So he had three, three years. years. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. He could. I, th- I feel like he's got to have a player friendly option at the end of that, just because it's LeBron, and he yeah. gets to choose what he wants to do. But you know. Um, <laughs> You know, Anyways, a weird one is I don't remember if you remember, but since I'm a huge Lakers fan, you know, really keep updated with it. At the beginning of last season, KCP was just shitting the bed. All right, this guy he was missing layups. Twitter would not ever let up on KCP. Dude, it was hard. Would never let up the Lakers roster. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. I felt so bad for KCP. But here's the weird thing. Um, it's almost like one of those things where you can be like. You know, it's almost like Twitter bullying him kind of worked. <laughs> and, Honestly, and so, yeah, he kind of stepped up after he that. He picked it up, and that's the weird thing. And so going forward, if you would have asked me a year ago, and I saw, oh, Lakers re-signed to KCP, I'd be like, come on, Lakers, have you have you not learned your lesson yet? But now I think that's a huge re-signing, oddly enough. I think that's going to be really big. I mean, at least with him, you know what you're getting. I mean, <laughs> exactly he's a decent outside player. He can score 10 on an any given night and 20 if he's having a good one he can shoot a little bit he's relatively athletic i mean and there's something to be said for that because there's a lot of guys in the nba where you don't know where you're gonna get and it's yeah. hard to rely on people like that so yeah you know the fact he has he has a couple years under his belt playing with lebron is huge lebron's at a stage in his career where i as much as he will i don't think he wants to bring a lot of new guys into the system he has yeah. and i think that's evident by this offseason with them resigning the people who they did yeah but of course i mean what are you not going to resign the guys you just won a championship with well like, yeah and weird thing too is i don't understand why rondo went to the hawks but i guess uh i guess we can talk about that when it comes to the hawks yes you know i think that is gonna hurt them in some ways because other than lebron james you're only looking at um pretty much no one else is a playmaker 
You really don't have too much else. Yeah, I was going to say the biggest worry for me is is Rondo leaving because he yeah. really played a huge role he down the stretch perfect. last year. He yeah. Um, especially Playoff Rondo. Playoff <laughs> Rondo, you got to give, give it to him. That guy can win. Yeah. So, anyways, I know it's so, your favorite yeah. team, but uh, we should probably get Let's go, yeah. Yep. But real quick, predictions, obviously – Contending for the one seed NBA Finals I'm, contenders. I mean, it's it's Lakers fan. I'm that. going. I'm going back to back. I'm saying back to back. We'll get- I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think absolutely they will be the one or the two and have a very very good shot at the finals. Yeah. So all right, uh, moving on to maybe my th- one or two favorite team in the West, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, now, this man. is an exciting looking <laughs> this team this fun. year. So obviously, big acquisition with Chris Paul. Uh, they got Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, lost Kelly Oubre, which is big because he actually played really well last year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean they're poised to make some noise. <laughs> I mean, obviously in the bubble they went the fuck off and went eight and zero, barely, barely missed the playoffs. And Booker has proved that he's a top five scorer in the NBA right now. I and, have. Uh, I think this is it. I think this is Booker's season. I think this is it. Like he's gonna do. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You say this is his season, but I think the next bunch of seasons are gonna be his season. Yeah. He's so young, man. He's been in the league what four or five years already, and he's twenty three. Had a seventy point game already. Yeah. He (laughs) he was twenty when that happened. That was year two, I think. Yeah. And I mean, he came in the league when he was nineteen, and he's obviously got good size, incredible athleticism, incredible shooting stroke, and. I love Booker. I think he's fun to watch. He's a, he loves the game of basketball. Yeah. And I mean, really, anytime I love those guys, you just have fun with it. Because at the yeah. end of the day, it's like you're playing a game, man. He's and a why, why not enjoy it? He's That's a... why I love Matisse Thybul so much in the Sixers, man. He's just smiling and happy he's all the time. It's like... like you can't not love that when a guy's like that. And I feel yeah. like Devin Booker is definitely one of those like lovers of the game. And as a huge fan of centers, I like DeAndre Ayton a lot, too. I think he was slept on a little bit last year, but he's sneaky put up like almost 20 and 10, or if not 20 and 10, right? I had him on my fantasy team, and uh, if it wasn't for that suspension, he'd been one of the top fantasy mm-hmm. players. Um, yeah, okay, so he averaged 18.2, 11.5, and 1.9 on 54% shooting. Yeah. Is that uh, 1.9? Is that blocks? Assists. Assist, I don't know okay. how many, here, let me check how many blocks he had. But still, I mean, the fact you can, if you can get two assists out of a game out of your center, who's not named Jokic, yeah. that's a, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, second year and his, yeah, I mean, oh, and he shot 23% from three. <laughs> that's only improvement. It's <laughs> yeah, still, we're still in that also, phase. Uh, yeah, 1.5 blocks a game. So that's not bad. That's at not all. bad at all. If you can be one to two blocks as a center, I mean, I think anywhere anybody like Gobert is going to consistently be like yeah. two to two point five. But yeah. you know, if you can put 1.5 a game, that's decent production on defense from your center. I think one thing is, uh, I think Aiden. I think he's about to have one of those years that um, he really, really picks it up. Um, I think it's going to be he goes from 18 points a game. I could see him having Chris Paul, someone who makes his bigs better. I mean, he gave DeAndre Jordan a great prime. He and gave, indirectly, you got to think about this. Chris Paul makes room on the outside by passing Devin Booker, who then yeah. opens up the court even more. So I think as long as they find a way to make this offense mesh, you know, yeah. and, and have some continuity of who's getting the ball and how yeah. rotations go, as long as there's some chemistry, I think the Suns are going to be dangerous. What's well, interesting, too, is, I mean, so they lose Ricky Rubio, right? But Ricky Rubio, one thing that's... Back to the Timberwolves. <laughs> well, anyway, I fucking hate Rubio. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. But anyways. All right, so you, but here's the thing you got to realize about Ricky Rubio. He has a great IQ for the game. He does. All right. And when you're looking at people who have great IQ for the game, Chris Paul is up there. You can I mean, say he's if top. not the best, yeah. Exactly, I mean, like yeah. He's top five all time, for sure. So he's filling that role. 
And he's going to fill it perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. And also, he can go and get 18. He can go get... I, I bet Chris Paul will be around... 24 assists <laughs> yeah. he wants, you know. I bet Chris Paul will probably be around 15 points per game, 16. Um, I could see him, like, honestly, like, 13 and 11. And see, that's really realistic, yeah. Because, honestly, I mean, the, the, the Suns have scores. And Booker, I mean, he averaged almost 30 a game last year. It was mid, literally, mid like, right at 30. Right at 30? Okay, yeah. So, I, I think he stays at least right there it's hard to go up much from there yeah but you know say he puts up 30 Aiden's putting up 22 23 Chris Paul doesn't need to score more than 13 oh he really does passing the ball addition assists they also picked up um picked up one more guy yeah let me look at yeah let me pull up the roster because I feel like I'm spacing on something important uh this guy still there there's a guy from the heat Jay Crowder Jay Crowder oh good old Jay Crowder uh (laughs) talk about a veteran dude I feel like Jay Crowder is one of those guys who has been on every team in the NBA, but not for good reason, because he's always good. He's always solid, but yeah. for whatever reason, he's like just on that cusp of like, ah, we don't need to resign him. Yeah. But then he instantly gets picked up by another team and makes an impact. He's good That's on really defense, weird. he can shoot. If you look up Jay Crowder on Google, the pictures that come up is exactly what you're saying. It is all different teams. It looks like is this uh <laughs> I think this is the Mavs right here. Um, you have the Jazz, the Cavs, the Heat, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's on the Suns. You're Suns. right. No, you're 100% right yeah. with what you just said there. And, uh, yeah, also, I mean, he's, he's not a huge impact, but don't forget about Dario Saric either. Hey, he, you know he can, put a 15, <laughs> he can put up 15 to 18 a game as well. His rookie year is one of those years that the whole entire rookie class is really not that good. Um, yeah. And he, he was someone who I was really going for for rookie of the year. I had a... Uh, you know, that was back when he was on the, the Sixers, right? Yep, yes, that was yes, back when he was on the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his numbers last year, 10.7, 6.2, 1.9. So, it's nothing crazy, but he's a solid guy, and he's not going to hurt your team. He's only going to help it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Just a little bit, you know? 10 and 6 and 25 minutes, you give him 30 minutes, 35 minutes, then, you know, you could easily see 15, 18 15, points 10, yeah, yeah, something around there. Yes, and he's 6'10", and you like that mismatch. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, realistically, I see Suns pushing... I think best case scenario they push for four, if they, and when I say best case scenario, I mean like Booker averages thirty, Chris Paul averages like eleven assists a game. They're doing everything right, maybe push for a four. But yeah. realistically, with the West being as stacked as it is, I think they're definitely gonna make the playoffs like five through seven. No, yeah. I think I think that's a realistic goal for them. I think if they get anything less than the eighth seed. It'd be really rare because Chris Paul, he's someone who doesn't lose. It's going to be disappointing, lose. too. I Chris mean, Paul doesn't lose. Yeah. You put him anywhere. You're Dude, you have saw him in OKC. He fucking willed that team into the playoffs. Dude, yeah. That was one of those things that had a very low probability. So, I'm going to say, yeah, I agree with you, Suns, for that. Definitely. Seventh. Um, I'm going to say worst case scenario, seventh, eighth seed. Um, best case scenario, I'm going to only go to fifth because the West is stacked. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for them to have home court advantage in the first round. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Well, So, yeah, let's say Suns fifth seed. All right, and moving on to the last team in the Pacific Division, the Los Angeles Clippers. So, I think, first of all, oh, Stephon Diggs again. Let's go. Sorry, fantasy football. Also, but, uh, yeah, Paul George signing. <laughs> pretty pretty dumb, in my opinion. Playoff P. <laughs> Play, pandemic P. Uh, I think, yeah, the fact that they wanted to offer him that after he did what he did in the playoffs, and, again, somebody with no history of winning – no real history of much. I mean, he's made some all NBA teams, yeah. some all star teams, but like, again, he he said he was in MVP form. But do you really know what MVP form is if you've never been MVP before? Exactly. 
So, you know, Paul George, and then he, again, he tweeted, he was like, I'm here to stay. I want to retire as a Clipper, but he, he said, said that, that three times now. He said that. So maybe third time's the charm. Who knows? But You know what's interesting is looking at him and Damian Lillard's little beef that they have going on. He, uh, Damian Lillard actually called him out on that. Yeah, um, no, I saw. He said... Uh, <laughs> Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, Al Capone. Was that, was that all cap? Yeah. Is he talking? Yeah, that's that's funny. Well, yeah, by Lillard. But yeah, I mean, and I think Lillard has every... every room to, like all room to talk you know because yeah. he has won just as much as paul george even though that's not much in fact yeah. actually he's won more because he hit that game winner in his eye yeah um paul george has keeps bouncing teams lawyers loyal i mean he's yeah so paul george is a bum i'll just leave it at that i do wonder about uh Kawhi if he's gonna stay because if i'm not mistaken he's on a two-year deal yeah. As of last year. So I think this is his last year. And then he gets to decide if he wants to stay or not. And I think he was pretty fed up with <laughs> Paul George lately. And Kawhi is the kind of guy who doesn't really like people like talking like that. And then not backing it up. This is a guy who doesn't talk at all. And still backs it up. But so he got Kawhi, a contract. Kawhi signed a three-year deal. Three-year, okay. okay. So it looks like uh, definitely this is going to be a make or break year. Yeah. I think if they... If they Western Conference Finals. At the minimum. <laughs> at the minimum, he stays. If not, I think Kawhi's out of there and tries to win somewhere else. Yeah. Because, again, it's like you sign Paul George's deal, and if you if he doesn't perform this year, you got another three year three years of expensive contract, for which means you can't sign other guys, and he is not the guy you signed him for, which I don't think he is. So he turns uh he turns thirty this year. And honestly, that's a little bit bigger deal than people realize. Yeah. It's coming into that last little run. To of be career. honest, I thought Paul George was like 32. <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought he was older than he is. But, I no, mean, this, and, is, this is Kawhi. It's Kawhi and, Yeah, and I mean, you got to remember, he's had a couple injuries. You, you just never know how hard his career is going to like downturn. Oh, it's always yeah. tough with those kinds of guys. Like Some people are very gradual, like LeBron, who just age like fine wine. And then other dudes just kind of drop off. So. Yeah. It's, so, it's tough to say, but I think I think the Clippers have all the potential in the world. You got uh, one superstar. One, also, uh, big uh, Doc Rivers is no longer there. Yeah. Who who did they hire instead? Uh, they hired the assistant Ty Lue. Oh, Ty Lue's. Oh my God! Yeah, I forgot that. You know, it's funny about Ty Lue. He's the original meme of. Uh, it shows him in playoffs with a little clipboard, and it just says their play. Give LeBron ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's already Love kind that. Of, there's yeah. a lot of doubt in his coaching ability, but he did win a championship. He's a part of that. You can say he won a championship. I don't know how much work he uh, you can really give to him for that. You know mm-hmm. how much uh, participation Because LeBron plays coach, leader, Coach, player, GM, GM, owner. Yeah, exactly, all that shit. So it's tough to really credit Ty Lue with a championship. But yeah. at the same time, he does have the ring, and you can't take that away from him. But, well, uh, and what's weird is, um, you know what's really weird is, I think it is going to be healthy in some ways because uh, Doc Rivers, Paul George... They're throwing shade at each other, which is just really weird. I mean, I know Paul George went on one podcast with, um, uh, who was it? It was someone he went on a podcast with, and he just basically was throwing shade at Doc Wait, Rivers. wasn't Paul George the guy who... who... Like, broke the other side of the backboard? No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> with the shot. No, but, no, was... Didn't he date Doc Rivers' daughter? Is that him? <laughs> he, dated, he dated Doc Rivers' daughter. And then she got her... Pre- or no, got a, pre- a stripper pregnant... While he was dating Doc Rivers' daughter, which I'm pretty sure him and the stripper are still together. 
Um, you know, that's, but Austin uh, Rivers was very mad about that, along with Doc, of course, and that's just so weird to me that dynamic that had to deal it with. It's like, the weirdest dynamic. Hey, you fucked my daughter, but also fucked a stripper, <laughs> cheated <laughs> on her, and ruined her life. Like, but I gotta coach you, man. So yeah, I it's good that Doc's out I'm of there. Say, I like Doc in Philly. So I'm gonna say win-win in the sense of the players and the coach. Doc Rivers deserves a different situation. The Clippers on those organizations right now, that's messy. And part of the reason why it be messy is because they're always, no matter what, can be getting compared to the big brother, you know, yeah. of the city, Los Angeles. And you have LeBron James there. So the expectations are high for them. You're in L.A. So I'm going to say the Clippers, they have to they have to make a Western Conference final. If Agreed. they don't, it's going to be one of those things that's going to go into maybe not rebuild mode, but I wouldn't be surprised you know, Kawhi gets traded elsewhere because he demands it for, like, 12 picks. You know, something insane, you know? He gets traded to OKC, and Sam Bresti <laughs> collects all the picks for the next eight years for the Clippers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think Clippers, again, they got to be one through three seed and got to make it to the finals, or Western yeah. Conference finals to be legit. All right, we should probably uh, get moving a little quicker through these just because we're spending a lot of time. All right, uh, Blazers, Northwest Division. Uh, My first question is, can Dame maintain? I, I don't know. That's one of those things. Yeah. That's one of those things. That man is playing one of the highest levels I've seen. Certain players he was averaging at. at least 38, 38 a game, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't just averaging 38 either. It was like, I'm going to pull up from half court, and if you guys put a guy on me, I don't care. Yeah, I'm also going to shoot 60%. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so it's, I mean, he was playing like a man possessed, and it's, yeah, it's hard to say because I think so much of the Blazers' success relied on Damian Lillard. Yet, oh, yeah. If, you know, he can only carry for so long. I do like the additions of, I, mean, I think Gary Trent Jr. is going to be good. Yeah, Derek Jones. Yeah. Uh, they got Robert Covington, former Sixer, who I love. Real cool. Great, great three and D player. Uh, can play two through four pretty much. Uh, he's six seven, so he has flexibility and great defensive player. So, you know, I mean, we'll see. I do want to say the Blazers have guard problems. Other than Damon CJ, you, who, yeah, you have they got, what, they got Gary Trent. Maybe? Gary Trent, who technically plays the three, but can play the two. And Free Simmons. And for me. <laughs> he did have that one game last year. He dropped like 38, right? It was one of those random games, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's like, it's weird. And I think they got, they got Nurkic playing the five. They got Cantor back, which is nice. Nasir Little, their rookie they drafted, who they said they're going to put a bunch of uh, priority into. That Interesting. went away very quickly. Yeah, I, I haven't even heard about him in the last few weeks, <laughs> so that definitely yeah. shows where that's at. I'm going to say this right now. Um... Uh, Blazers are one of those teams that they're not going to disappear in the sense of they're always going to be one of those teams that somehow make eight seed, you know, somewhere in there. But um, other than that, I think this is either going to be, if they don't do good this year, CJ's gone. I'm telling you that right now. You got to so trade too. CJ. I don't think Dame's going to leave ever. No, I, I hope think. not at least. But yeah, CJ's one of those guys. I mean, there's been rumors of trades. I mean, I know it's got tossed around last year, like, to Philly for Ben Simmons <laughs> or something, and I, I don't like that. Imagine but. if that would happen. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love CJ, but, you know, you gotta you gotta wonder how he fits with Dame. It's just a yeah. the player he is. Yeah. Um, and they need defense. That's something they've lacked for they a while. They need defense. Um, yeah, so, again, Blazers probably contend for 7-8 seed. 7-8 seed, yeah. Somewhere around in there. They're, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to go much higher than a, than a six. Oh, no, that's about it, too. So, All right, so the Jazz, 
I don't know what to say about the Jazz, man. I, I don't like Donovan Mitchell. I never have. Do you like Donovan Mitchell? I don't. I think it was probably the Ben Simmons shit where everybody, all the Jazz fans were like, you should have won a rookie. That was the weirdest thing. Ben Simmons out playing him. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, man. So, they're the same team every year, I feel like. They're every not, year, they're the Joe same Ingles, exact team. They got Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell's going to score. He's going to keep games close. They're going to grab rebounds. going to play defense. Like They're lucky that Quinn Snyder's a good coach. Yep, he is. That's, um, I'm going to say that... I think this is going to be the year that I'm going to just put this prediction out. I don't think Jazz make playoffs. There's so much talent going Ooh. the West. Um, they played good in the bubble. It's a hot take, but I like it. It is, but I think you have a lot of teams who are improving. You have a lot of teams this year who have had a lot of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see it. I don't. Uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell—they don't get along that well. They're open about that. I mean, fucking go! But this is the first season Gobert is playing after giving it the league COVID. Holy! I mean, he come started on, the man. pandemic. He started the pandemic. <laughs> he created pandemic P. <laughs> so, Actually, let's give credit to Gobert for creating pandemic P and making the fucking <laughs> meme that he was in the bubble. So, shouts Gobert, keep it up, buddy. Uh, anyways, yeah, I I think again one of those teams that could very well be a six seed, but it could very well. Miss the playoffs. I, I'm yeah. not quite so low on them as you are because I think D-Mitch is a stud and he's going to score 26 a game. Yeah. But I, I do see your point that they, they could miss the playoffs just how talented the West is. Yeah. I mean, just got the other guys they have that play those like, kind of supporting roles. Um, What's his name? Uh, Jordan Clarkson. He's good, you know, but that's, uh, you know, that's Jordan Clarkson. There's nothing really too much to say about him. Mike Conley, he's hitting the 33 old, mark, man. 30. Two thirty-three mark. I think he might even be thirty-four by now. He could be. Yeah, he was on the Grizzlies he, forever. He was good on the Grizzlies. He was a great point yeah. guard. But yeah, it's, he's ancient, man, and it's like he's one of those guys. I think he's falling off more than aging well. Joe Ingles, dude's like thirty-four or something like that. It's but insane. he can still shoot forty percent from three. That's the yeah. thing about Joe Ingles is he, you put him in that corner spot, that lefty weird pull up, and he's gonna make that shit. So those, four out of ten times. <laughs> those three-point shooters. The thing about them is the older they get, their shots are the same. Their defense falls lower and lower. Mm-hmm. And Ingles was a three and D guy now. That's gonna be more of a liability. At Did that. they lose? Uh, they didn't they lose one of their? Uh, no, they still have Boban or Bogdan. Bog, wait, yes, they got one of those guys. Boban was on the Kings, right? No, oh, Mavericks. So yeah, he was because he went off for thirty-one and seventeen on the last game of the NBA season before the bubble. Uh, the night it got canceled. Very odd. That's right. Uh, shouts to Boban. Love that guy forever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jazz or whatever, six seed tops, yep. don't make the playoffs, maybe. So, speaking to a team that uh, is competitive, actually, let's uh, take a quick ad break, actually. All right. All right, and we're back. Um, where were we? We were talking about the Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Now, this is a team that I like. So, full disclosure, uh, my roommate, my freshman year of college, is from Denver. Huge Nuggets fan, Broncos Rocky, all that stuff. Yeah, so, you know, I uh, I got a little bit of a soft spot for him. I like I like seeing him, you know, play good. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously this last year they played really well. Jamal Murray in the bubble was insane. <laughs> Jokic speaks for himself. I quick note on Jokic. I saw this tweet a while ago that was like, "Is Jokic going to inspire this new generation of fat white kids who just?" dish the ball like a point guard but her center's like you know all these chubby white dudes just throwing behind the backs and shit at like 11 years old you're like yeah Jokic is my idol I want to be just like him <laughs> I would not Anyways. be surprised in the least bit yeah hilarious he's gonna he's gonna revolutionize the NBA some yeah. fat white dudes who idolize him are gonna be, hey, gonna be open in the next 8 years he's slim now that's true he did slim <laughs> up which was a little weird 
but it's really weird. Um, uh, but yeah, just from seeing him last night play, it was really weird just watching a really skinny version of himself dribble down the court fast, mm -hmm. knowing who this guy is. But the Nuggets are one of those teams that, um, of course, they're not missing playoffs. I don't see them going any lower than fourth seed. Um, yeah, I would say four or five is the lowest like, yeah. floor for them. And I think, yeah, I mean, they could contend for the one. No, if I would be surprised. Because, I mean, you got to remember they got MPJ, yeah. who really has got a lot of potential left, untapped potential, despite how well he played last year. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, so I think yeah, you got a, two, three realistic, one. You got potential rookie of the year. You got Bull Bull. He's Bull going. Bull, is he, so does he have his rookie he's status? He's a rookie. Yep. Okay. He's still a rookie. And he, So, how did... So did the bubble not affect rookie eligibility? Nope, nope. Any okay. of those games played, if you're a rookie, it does not count That's towards nice you. That's nice then, because he had some a couple highlight plays which showed yeah. his development. And if he if he gets to like play in important games like that and get that experience under his belt and then come back and get his rookie status like that's that's huge so yeah yeah obviously big shots to Manu Bull one of my favorite players to watch on tape just like, you see that one game where he hit uh, five threes in the first half Manu Bull yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah I've seen Classic. that that man just goes off <laughs> alright one sec okay come on James dog alert <laughs> Okay. Um, Nuggets, yeah. Top one two, one, two seed, minimum three, four seed. Yeah. Great roster. Jamal Murray's huge. I can see him averaging 25 a game this year, easy. 25 and 10, something like that, close to that. Probably 25 8. I, yeah, it's he, right around there. He's a good passer, but I don't think. Yeah, you'll get to make the passes, you know? Yeah, you don't need to have your point guard hit 10 assists a game when you got your center doing <laughs> your it for you. Do it. Oh, bless you, Whoa, James. Whoa, bless you, James. Whoa. Doggy sneeze. Love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, so Nuggets looking good. Timberwolves. Now, um, here's my take real quick. I think that the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, should go out and sign Anthony Edwards to play running back or wide receiver for him because clearly he doesn't want to play basketball. Yeah, so this is one of the times I look at a first pick, and I know – Realistically, if your love isn't in the game that you're playing, obviously there's examples that it works out right. You can look at some guys who um, I don't know if you know this, sport. but Brooks Kepka, the golfer, he has always said in interviews, he's like, I don't like golf. I wish I was playing baseball, but <laughs> I'm good at golf, so I'm gonna make millions doing this. And like, yeah, and he's great at it. But yeah, definitely, I agree with you. Like, if if you don't, if you like other sports better than the sport you're great at, then like, how? far can your passion really take you Cause yeah and you throw in other distractions he's getting one of the biggest um you know contracts gave to him in the sense i mean of like rookie so Which, i mean out. i don't think he deserves it but that's just how the league is going i mean yeah and we're at the point where we're in the way just inflation works now contracts and the cap increasing it's like every year is going to be the new highest paid guy yeah but they're not going to deserve it most of the time no so, so you know i think uh timberwolves um i don't think they make playoffs Oh, they're, I 10, think that's they're pretty a 10 fair. 12, man. I mean, Cat, we'll see how long he's even there for. Well, and Cat, I mean, too. I mean, he went through a lot in this offseason. He lost family members to COVID, um, you know, and tough. so he's one of those prime examples of, you know, how serious this really is. And um, he's one of those guys that, you know, if he took this season off, heck, who are we to even judge that, you know? Yeah. Because that guy has gone through a lot. So. Um, I don't see the Timberwolves really going that far, and they're going to be back up there again with another good draft pick, but um, if I remember right, 
I think to acquire D'Angelo Russell, they traded away that pick to the Warriors. So I think the next pick, I could be wrong on this part, but hey, that could be good for Golden State. Yeah, you never know. So. Um, wait, did we, speaking of the Warriors, did we talk about the Warriors? Nope. We skipped right over them. Yep. Man, okay, <laughs> so yeah, Timberwolves, not a great team. I'm going to jump back to Pacific real quick. Warriors talking picks. Uh, first off, RIP Clay. Yeah, hate to hear that. Second off, James Wiseman. Yeah, I like him a lot, man. Me too. I think he had minimal sample size. It. Um, he's at Memphis, right? Uh, yeah, that's where yeah, he played Memphis. college. Yeah. Uh, Penny Hardaway, head coach over there, paid for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, all he did was fucking help him move. First of all, just bullshit by the NCAA. He literally yeah. paid for a moving van to help him move into his dorm. I'm happy and that they're like, nope, you can't do that. It's like, fuck you, NCAA. Like, oh yeah, I helped his player move, and it's like. Anybody who's actually played sports understands that a coach-player relationship goes beyond just business. Yeah. With the amount of time, I mean, I I was a former track athlete in college. I played baseball through high school. You've played sports in your life. Yeah. If you have a coach that you love, it's it's almost more like a like a friendship or like almost like a father-son father type role. Yeah. Yeah, and so of course he's gonna help this guy move into the dorm. And the NCAA is like says that's a, like gonna somehow ruining his career. Like fuck you. Anyways, oh, yeah. James Wiseman's a stud. I think the Warriors, I mean, their style of play hasn't needed it, but they've been missing a dominant uh, guy down low for a while now. Long, long time, yeah. And, you know, if he's he's the, well, now, I guess we play out, he's the fourth option. So, behind yeah. Wiggins, uh, Steph, and technically Draymond, I guess. Draymond's out no matter and what, Ubre. he's immune. Yeah, Ubre's Ubre is on there, too, so he's the fifth option. Well, you know, you can't sleep on is uh, the rookie, um, Eric Pascal. He came in. He mm. did really good this year. I think literally he's a perfect replacement for Draymond when the time comes. Obviously not defensively. Draymond is a good defender. Um, bless you. <laughs> and, but um, definitely, you know, I think this year's... Um, it's either going to be the Warriors. They they come back and they reclaim sort of that, hey, we're good. Don't sleep on us. Or it's going to be one of those years that you realize that Clay is way more valuable than you can kind of say. So... yeah. I think they need to make a trade. Get Wiggins out of there. Get him out of there. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, Wiggins is not great, but but yeah, at that's the just... same time, we don't really have an opportunity to see how he plays with the stars and the Warriors because him and Steph had what, yeah. like eight games together. Yeah. So again, I think after this year, we'll be able to see a little bit more of how Wiggins functions under Steve Kerr and with that system. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Warriors. I think are gonna make the playoffs though, as long as Steph is there. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. So. Definitely, I'm gonna say Warriors. Uh, let's go. Let's go anywhere between fifth and eighth seed. I'd give them as high as four. They Just could. if Steph averages they 30 could. a game, goes MVP on their ass. Yeah. All right. So back to the Northwest. Uh, Thunder. Uh, for some reason, I'm kind of excited about this team over the next few years. Uh, some because of the fact that Sam Presti has acquired every single pick of the next four drafts. Uh, so. Oh, I hope this doesn't mess up the audio at all. Uh, so hopefully the Thunder can actually do something with those picks yeah. and make themselves a competitive roster. But uh, they have Al Horford, which is weird. I'm happy about it, though, because he fucking... What a dumb Worst contract, contract in the freaking Again, NBA. Again, we can go back to that once we're in Philly. But, yeah, uh, Thunder, they're not going to do anything this year. Sam no. Presti's a psycho, and I, don't I love it. I think they should it. do anything this year. No, there there's rebuild. no reason. You're rebuilding. You, have, you can draft every single rookie next year and build them. <laughs> yeah, know? they just, just get some guys who can develop, and that's my only... 
yep. thoughts on him. So that's exactly it. Yep. All right, moving on because there's not much to say. To the Southwest Rockets, absolute chaos. <laughs> you do got John Wall and D Boogie who you have, put up numbers the other night in preseason. You have the re, you have the redeemed team here, man. You got players coming to prove who they are. Um, Demarcus Cousins before he got injured, he was uh, right there to get ready to offer a super max. Mm-hmm. You have John Wall, who he's getting paid $44 million right now. He's one of those guys. For just this year? Yep. Oh, my goodness. The Wizards stuck with him. They supported him. They paid him. So, you know, I think this right here is the redeemed team. Um, Who knows what James Harden does? If James Harden comes back and plays, then hey. But, you know, if you want to send a different direction and trade James Harden, you uh, you have a good potential future. Easy way to build. Yeah. Um, Make or break this year. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it'll be interesting. I can see them easily being a 7-8 seed, but also, you know, falling out of playoff contention early on. Yeah. Um, is he okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Let's explore a little bit. All right, uh, moving on to the Spurs. Again, another team I don't have a ton to say about. I have nothing to They're say about them. <laughs> boring, boring and empty is what I have on my notes. Uh, is Marcus Aldridge still alive? I don't know. I don't you, know. We'll we'd, uh, we'd have to go to Woj for that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Woj, let us know the status of DeMarcus Cousins. Or not DeMarcus Cousins. Marcus Aldridge's life. All right. Um, I mean, I guess my only question is how long do you think Coach Pop is going to coach for? I, uh, I I see him. I Here's the thing about Pop. Um, I think every year he's losing a little bit more um, kind of motivation to keep coaching. He lost. Talk about a rough couple years, man. For exactly. Him, man. Losing his wife and then just... Yeah. Shit. He and all of his, uh, all the guys he, he kind of grew up with in the sense of you know Timmy D, Manu, Tony Parker, all those guys they're all retired now. Also, kind of a weird thing. Did you see that he he said he didn't offer, um, he didn't give Duncan another job because he was too good for the position. I did not. Even see though Duncan that. wanted to come back, I did which not is see that. weird. I feel like if he's too good for the position then snatch that shit up and take advantage of that. And it's not like he's gotten hired elsewhere at this point. So, You know, it could be one of those things, too, that Popovich sees. uh, Popovich is a smart guy, and he knows the NBA well. He's been a part of it for a long time, 20-something years. He's only, uh, if you want to count last year's, his first year he didn't win 50 games, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So, you know what, maybe he sees something that we don't see. I'm not ever going to count out Popovich, but... um, yeah, that Spurs team, I think the most you can even talk about is um, Greg Popovich and what he's going to do. Yeah, and uh, I, I think really my only last thing to say is I do hope or I do hope that Coach Becky Hammond gets an yeah. opportunity to be a head coach because I think she is obviously one of the better basketball minds in the NBA right yeah. now, despite, I mean, not despite, but, you know, she's a woman. I think she should get her opportunity because Definitely. anybody who works under Popovich for as long, for eight years like she has, she get an opportunity. She knows the game. Fuck, you know, if you've worked with Popovich, you know basketball. It's like, yeah. if a woman worked for Bill Belichick, fucking make her an NFL head coach because yeah. that's Belichick, man. Like, it's one of those great minds. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same shit to me. So I, I really hope when Pop hangs it up, whenever that may be, she gets first. Me too. Me first too. shot at the job because she's been loyal to the Spurs. She's I was. I wanted her to, yeah. to... I wanted her to have it more than Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. I like Tim Duncan, but... Um, you know, I really respect her role, and I respect the, her love for the game. And, and just the fact, I mean, anybody who grinds from a low-level assistant like that to the to a... Head coach? Yeah, well, I mean... NBA team, maybe? No, but yeah, yeah but, that's I the mean, direction. Still, she's, a, she's one of the top-level assistants. She started as like a little data analysis, like stats, and yeah. doing scouting reports for the team, and then yeah. has worked her way up to assistant coach. So, you know. So, that's the Spurs, yeah. <laughs> that's the Spurs. All right, um... 
Pelicans. Ooh. Can Zion stay healthy? Um, you know what? I think the Pelicans are going to invest in their future. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You have to. Zion's one of the, you know, if not the most hyped-up athlete. He's, he's a generational talent. I mean, yeah. you could say it. <laughs> Dude is ginormous and has his verticals insane. His athleticism You ever seen insane. a 300-pound dude jump out of the gym like him? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And so um, Pelicans, um, Ingram just signed on a max extension. Love Ingram, them. I think. Getting out of L.A. was the perfect thing for him. Needed really allowed to. him to flourish. Uh, losing Drew Holiday is going to be big. I yeah. think he's important, good defense player, good but facilitator, good shooter. That lets Lonzo step into a bigger role. Uh, well, I don't think Lonzo should have a bigger role. I think Lonzo <laughs> sucks. But but we'll see what happens when he gets Okay, I don't think Lonzo sucks. I think he's a good defender. He is, yeah. And a pretty good passer. Yep. And a terrible shooter. Awful shooter. Awful shooter. But he did fix his jump shot. In ways, I'm not gonna say. I yeah, so did Markel Fultz, and he's still shooting 34. <laughs> percent I'm not gonna be the guy that goes, "Hey, Alonzo has a good jump shot." All right. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, but um, you know what? Who knows what kind of happens with that? Yeah. But um, you know they um, they're one of those teams. They could this could be their year to finally make playoffs and get back in there since AD. But um, I'm gonna just say right now, I don't see them hitting the eight seed. I don't see. I, I'm gonna disagree with you and say I think Pelicans get the eight seed. Yeah, I think they they came close last year. Obviously, did, because yeah. the NBA really, really, really wanted them to, so they could get LeBron's on first round. <laughs> they wanted to. They yeah. wanted it so fucking bad, and the Pelicans <laughs> couldn't pull through. But you know, it's like they were close. Zion played twenty three games, and they were still close. And if he gets even close, if he plays sixty to seventy games, yeah, with some rest, because I think he does need rest. Yeah, but if you can get sixty to seventy on Zion, you're gonna be definitely winning games and getting a good amount out of your star player yeah. so i'm not counting them at all definitely not yeah i yeah i'm calling i'm calling ac for the pelicans and for my uh sons or this team the dallas mavericks i love both love them. both the sons love and the them. maps luca is just you cannot oh, love them my god luca is just amazing i mean second year in the nba averaging nearly 30 10 and 10 very close yeah. in this sense i mean i think he has Legitimately, the potential to go back, go down as one of the greatest players of all time. Oh yeah, when we discuss, if we get to the point, we just uh, get to basically discuss fantasy. Uh, this guy is like one of the perfect guys for your team. Yeah, you know, he literally is the perfect fantasy player. But you know, um, KP needs to stay healthy. He does. I think so bad. Uh, that's really what hurt them in the pl- in the bubble mm-hmm. last season. Um, I've for some reason I've always liked uh, what is it? What's his name? Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because like I used to watch videos of his dad and he was always good. And like I also think in a 2K, like I think 2K19. He I was had, nice. I had, no, I had a Tim Hardaway card on my my team. Yeah. It was like a he was like an 80. He was a Ruby <laughs> card, but he, he ju- was he nice. so hard and he can shoot from anywhere. So I was like, fuck yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yep. But in real life, no. <laughs> he either shoots 0 for 7 or puts up 25. Like yeah. he literally has zero consistency. Yeah. So you know, there's some guys losing Seth Curry is big for them. It I is, yeah. love that we the Sixers got him, but yeah. Um, who did we trade for him? Who the Sixers? What was that deal? I, I really should know this, but I'm thinking about a lot of basketball stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, no, there was is uh... Seth Curry trade. Um, oh, that's right. We sent Josh Richardson there. Okay, so I forgot That's Jay Rich right. is on the Josh Mavs. Rich yeah. is on the Mavs. Um, I like him. He's I good. Uh, as a Sixers fan who watched all the games last year, he was hurt a lot, which was really not ideal. Um, yeah. Really inconsistent. So 
Again, if Josh Richardson can stay healthy, I think he's going to put up 18 and five or six assists and play good defense like he has his entire career in yeah. Miami and Philly. But again, you got to stay healthy, man. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. So, what's your uh, what's your point per game prediction for Luca? What do you got? He averaged. I'm gonna say. I think it was 28.8 if I remember mm-hmm. right. You know, because you'll see later in my awards predictions what what I think he's gonna do. But I'm gonna say 31 points a game. Yeah. 31. Uh, yeah, that's just one more three pointer than he's already last year. One one more three pointer a game, Luca. Just <laughs> to prove that percentage up from like 33 to 35 percent, you got it. Uh, anyways, and I I see the Mavs contending for the three seed. Yeah. If not, I best case scenario the two. If KP stays healthy, Luca keeps doing him. Season, yeah. Be I, I anyone think. who gets 30, 10, and 10 a game um, on an average, you're gonna be uh, there contending. No exactly. What. Yeah. So, I think three seed realistic expectations for the, for the Mavs and uh, Memphis. So um, notes I got for them. I got I got frisky team. I think they're not great. No. But Jaw's good. He's really good. You can never count the Grizzlies out. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. Time. He's good. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they got Dylan he's, Brooks. Dylan Brooks, he's okay. He's a good shooter. Shout out Oregon on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, you go to Oregon. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So you know they're you frisky. Valachunas. Valachunas. Hey. <laughs> Travis okay, Kelsey why is, is identical that, twin. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Why is it that as soon as he got traded to the Grizzlies, he just became fucking Marcus All? <laughs> I don't know. They, they're the same player. I'm convinced that the Grizzlies just were just like. Hmm. Well, we like this one European center. Let's, let's grab uh, the same dude again. <laughs> let's, let's, just, him put a, let's get a 26-year-old, 28-year-old. 16-8. That's what he's going to do every time. So, you know, it's like, yeah, they're, they're okay. They're frisky. I said ceiling as a 7-seed, floor is like an 11-seed. Yeah. I see Jaw averaging uh, 25 and 11 this year. Yeah, easy. Very fair. Um, shooting like 38% from 3, 45 from the field. Good beat. Yeah, worry about sophomore year slump happens to some guys. It does, but I feel like it happens less in the NBA than it does other sports. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, and they get trusted with bigger roles a lot of times in their sophomore year, and that's when the direction the team starts going. Maybe we should build around this guy. Yeah, but I think, again, Jaw is one of those guys that can handle it. If yeah. anybody can, like, dodge the sophomore slump, it's somebody like him. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Yeah. Ten seed, um, that's fair. I, mean, I said, yeah, ceiling seven, floor eleven. I think that's totally fair. Okay, so oh, moving on to the Eastern Conference here now. Let's go. All right, so the first team we're talking about, mm-hmm. your Philadelphia 76ers. It looks like all <laughs> we'll you my, talk all about this on one. my notes. It says no need for notes. Go the fuck in. So <laughs> I love that for myself. Yeah, uh, it's a big season. Obviously, huge changes. Fired Brett Brown. Finally, uh, replaced the GM. Got Daryl Morey in there from Houston. Doc Rivers in from LA. We got rid of Horford. I mean, it's it's big big changes in the city of brotherly love. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that Morey is so committed to building around Ben and, and Bede right now because a lot of people say that they can't play together, which I personally still disagree with. I think you, <laughs> Brett Brown did the absolute minimum to make that offense work. He did. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's, it's just he didn't have any game sense. He didn't know rotation as well. He didn't know when to put it, who in when. And, yeah, so I think hopefully Doc Rivers can capitalize a little bit better on that. Yeah. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Mavs, the acquisition of Seth Curry is huge. Yeah, shooters. If you want to be big brain and drop this stat, Seth Curry technically, if you based on his career percentage, is a better three-point shooter than his brother. Yeah. I think Seth Curry is at 43%. 
and Steph's at 40 or 41. And no, they're only 1% so, off. If I remember right, okay. I saw one of those random Instagram yeah, things. Yeah, pull that up, pull that up. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, so he, so Seth Curry, I mean, having a guy for Ben Ann and B to pass to who's going to just splash no matter what is absolutely good. And Danny Green, for that matter, yeah, is, is a good shooter as well. So so on his career, Steph shoots 43.5. Now, you got to take into account that he didn't play this year. And so... Well, you got to take into account he also has like a million more attempts than Seth does. Yeah, 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 no doubt. <laughs> okay, one year isn't equal to only getting like half the minutes he does for the no, first yeah. part of his career. But you know, he shot this year was 25% before he got injured. Mm-hmm. So that really brings it down. But Seth Curry, man, this guy, no, you're right. I thought it was only within 1%. Oh, no, it is. Yep, yep. And Seth Curry shoots 44%. Okay, so. yeah. So super, yeah, if you super really close. want to pull out the big brain stats, just yeah. say that Seth Curry's <laughs> a better shooter than his brother. Yeah. Nobody can really say you're not, you're wrong because technically you're right. Well, but you can anyways. pass to a guy who's going to hit the three every other time practically. Yeah. Uh, with Ben Simmons being that phenomenal playmaker that he is, is going to be huge for them in the sense. And Danny Green. Danny Green, another shooter. I mean, and again, just to, because I I care about Ben Simmons very much. Yeah. But motherfuckers talk about the fact he can't shoot, but forget the fact that he is arguably one of the best young players in the NBA without being able to shoot a three-pointer. Yeah. Like, how about instead of focusing on what he can't do, focus on what he can, which is everything else on the floor. He can play... I think he's arguably the best defensive, one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, all-NBA first team. Mm-hmm. And so, I think he top five. <laughs> should have gotten more of a look for defense player of the year. And I yeah. think he will in the future. Um, Dude, and this is one thing, man. Um, I think we can go a little bit more about this later. But here's the problem. is um, No matter what, the defensive player of the year is going to be with some of the bigger names, you know, in the sense of... Giannis, Anthony Davis. So yeah, you're right. Ben Simmons, I think, gets sleep. He yeah, deserves he it. On that. And I think I've I've obviously seen like a bunch of. Okay, let me. I'm gonna scroll through Twitter real fast after I find this tweet I bookmarked a while ago about Ben Simmons' defensive stats. But you know, there's a lot of guys who don't have that box score impact. Yeah. Who aren't necessarily stealing, getting two, three steals a game or two or three blocks a game. Yeah. But they are such a lockdown guy. Yeah. That they force guys to pass, and therefore you're not seeing the numbers of like, oh, so and so only shot. 27% when he was discarded by Ben Simmons, but instead they're passing away to other guys. Yeah. So you don't see the statistical impact, but you really notice how big they make an impact when you're watching the game and the eye test of like, damn, yeah. they're really keeping that guy from scoring or getting the ball. Yeah. And that's another thing is the best defenders prevent guys from even touching it. Yeah. And you don't see that. There's no way to measure that in the box score. Yeah. But regardless, they're making such a big impact on the game. So, okay. Let me... I'm almost there. Good old dudes on twitter podcast um anything else you want to say about the sixers one one yeah you know i think oh um, real quick matisse thibel hey, uh, he's coming up he's gonna be all defensive team this year okay here we go sorry i yeah. found it so this is uh this was tweeted on february 8th 2020 so right before the nba shut down john moran defended by ben simmons 12 possessions 0 for 5 shooting 0 for 1 and 3 point percentage, 3 turnovers, 1 block shot. Dang. That was in a game they were playing. This was tweeted while that game was happening. Listen to this. Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, Bradley Beal, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Russell Westbrook, James Harden are combined 29.9% from the field when guarded by Ben Simmons, 32 for 107. I had no idea about that. That is insane. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Listen to this. Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, LeBron James, Bradley Beal, James Harden, Trey Young, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, 
CJ McCollum and Davis Bertans, great three-point shooter, are combined 27.6 from three when defended by Simmons, 13 for 47. Whoa. And Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, D'Angelo Russell, John Morant, and Donovan Mitchell all have more turnovers than assists against Simmons. Wow, okay. So, so I think using the info right there, if you don't put Ben Simmons into your first team All-NBA defense, yeah. Um, yeah, you're a fool. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're so, a fool. <laughs> obviously, yeah, those are those are weird stats that you won't normally see and that yeah. you can't really quantize unless you're like doing the deep dive like this guy was. Yeah. Um But it, it goes to show the impact of Simmons is so fucking huge on defense. It is, yeah. So because I mean if you can take away somebody's star like that, it instantly becomes that much easier to win the game. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, I mean honestly, depending on Doc Rivers is, I think Sixers can compete for three seed. Again, I think best case scenario in the East because the East I, is very in flux and you don't really know what's going to happen. Doc Rivers doesn't really have too many examples of failing a lot in the regular season. That's the thing. that You can count so, on consistency for him to make the playoffs. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen from there. I think <laughs> that more depends on the roster and how Daryl Morey constructs it and yeah. just the chemistry. But I get, I mean, we're going to make the, the playoffs with Doc Rivers. I know that. And with our roster, we're going to make the playoffs. Or I'll put the projection that if uh, Embiid's healthy, Benson's healthy, and they have more fun and they have that chemistry build a lot more this year, if they took first seed, I'm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So well, I appreciate hearing that. I'm not going to get my hopes up like that. But <laughs> I'm going to say my projection is uh, anywhere between the one and four. Anything less than that, I just don't see it being realistic. I don't see them hitting a fifth seed or sixth seed. <sighs> yeah, I mean, just, well, okay. The only the only situation I see is hitting a sixth seed is if, if like last year, Simmons and B both miss significant time to do injury. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. And I think we're going to make the playoffs regardless, like I said, but... If either of them are out for more than 15, 20 games, yeah. or even both of them like last year, that's true. Yeah. then that's going to push us down to a six or a seven. But yeah. best case scenario, we all stay healthy. Three C is completely in reach. Yeah. Um, Who we got next? Here? All right, so we got the Brooklyn Nets next. I got my notes. Fully healthy God squad for the first time. I think they rolled out their official starting lineup tonight for preseason. Uh, Kyrie, Dinwiddie, um, KD. Who's their center again? Yeah, DeAndre. DeAndre. And Jared Allen up. Yeah, in De- DeAndre is starting, and then Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Four, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So yeah. So they had. Oh no, no, no! It was KD at the four. Joe Harris at three. So yeah. It was okay. Kyrie, Dinwiddie, Harris, KD, DeAndre. Yeah. So pretty nice. Uh, KD scores first basket since in five first basket five hundred fifty two days. Burned right dunk. past the guy. Sick dunk. Burned right past the guy. Yep. KD's back. Um. It's weird because the 2001 Phoenix Suns are coaching this team. <laughs> they got Steve Nash. They got the Amari Stoudemire. Thing. <laughs> no, I, I think they should really just go all in and just hire everybody from that roster. It's like, hey, you guys didn't win a championship. How about you don't win a championship for us either? Let's just go coach them real quick. Yeah. Um, well, that is so weird. And I, I think they're trying to find... to Kyrie, no one's coaching. He's the coach. Yeah, they don't he, need a coach. Yeah. to Kyrie. Yeah. His, uh, his third eye is the coach. <laughs> um, anyways... I think that I, I think the Nets are trying to copy the whole Warriors thing with Steve Kerr and Steve Nash. They are, yeah, um, no doubt. You know, player, former player, really good guy, probably going to get along well with the guys, but yeah. at the end of the day, there's the, the difference between a player's coach and a coach's coach is, yeah. is huge. And if you don't have the, the ability to whip your players into shape, then things are going to get out of hand real fast. Yeah. Um, well, and... Um, Here's the thing that you have to take in consideration. Health is a ginormous factor. I mean, you can sit here and say you got two superstars. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. But you have Kyrie, who no matter what, usually sits for some type of reason. Last year's his shoulder. I'm on fantasy. 
so stressful. When that guy came back, he got me 30 fantasy The other time, I think it was because Mercury was in retrograde. (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's something that wasn't right, you know. Sorry, my planetary alignment's off. I can't play tonight, man. (laughs) You know, and that's one thing. But um, KD, Achilles is huge. It's ginormous. I mean, Achilles is one of those injuries, too. It's like, once you hurt it once, I, I don't, like, I think the ACL normally comes back stronger after the surgery. Yeah. But the Achilles, I mean, I don't know if it's one of those injuries where it, it, it does. So, yeah, it's you always got to watch out. Everything. I mean, you look at Clay, I mean, it, it can go out easy. Yeah. You can be cutting. You can be cutting on a fucking, yeah. on a play, and then all of a sudden, your Achilles ruptures and you're out for yeah. 12 to 16 months. Like, Definitely. insane. And I think it's even more devastating than an ACL. No, I think I so mean, too. Like, yeah, especially for NBA with just the driving off the heel of your foot and how much that explosion comes from your ankle well, and and, sh- and calf and stuff. It's like look at Katie's first play. He gets the ball and he does almost like I'm gonna script to shoot and then explodes to the rim. He's still exploding, which that looks good, but it makes me nervous. You know, I didn't see which foot it was. Uh, he exploded with the left foot in first, so okay. I don't know exactly which one was the one that he went down it. on. But still, it's a sense that it's been too long. It's that been guy's mentality is, I'm going to come in, I'm going to get mine. Um, but the problem is, is you need to get yourself, well, what, what's the cost? You know, you're going to explode, but you know, are you going to tear your Achilles later? Are you going to do something else, re-aggravate it? Yeah. There's a lot and, going on. And again, <laughs> you got you got to ask the questions in terms of chemistry with Kyrie and how they're going to function <laughs> together because... They've they've played against each other well, in multiple finals. They have weird dynamics already. Like a speed yard. Talk about the Instagram live. Well, like, hold up. Did you know that uh, Kyrie was once Katie in a past life, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. They've got to get along well. If Kyrie the literally was Katie, so <laughs> you yeah. can't forget about that. We you all remember that year. That, that was the craziest year when Kyrie was Katie. Yeah, awesome weird. year. Nine posts up a game. <laughs> <laughs> no negotiation. Just got to do it no matter what. Uh, anyway, so I, I mean, obviously the Nets, you, you can't, yeah, you can't say they're not going to compete for the one seed. Let's but go with your projection. I got them. I'm going to say third seed, uh, maybe second seed. Yeah, I see them around the. And then the Sixers going to battle on a year. I'd yeah. say ceiling one seed, floor fifth seed yep. for the Nets. All right. Uh, okay, I got the uh, the Boston race. I mean Celtics. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my notes say, God, I hate them so much. Damn it. Jeff, say whatever you want. Um, let's just go with this. Celtics, no matter what, they are a team that loves anywhere between first and fourth seed. They love being there. They love making it to a conference finals. And um, and then they like uh, going back to their offseason. So with the Celtics, I don't have a whole lot to going say. Going back to their offseason. <laughs> you know, I don't I have mean, too Brad much to say Stevens, about them. I'll just say Brad Stevens is a great coach. He always will be. Yeah. Um, he's going to coach in this league for the next, like, 25 fucking years. So they didn't really do much changes here. Jason Tatum apparently is 6'10 now. Yeah. I learned today on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Brad Stevens said he grew from 6'8 to 6'10, which, big if true. Yeah. But I also hate Jason Tatum. I hate Duke. I hate the Celtics. So it's just really the nice combo of <laughs> a real piece of shit, man, in my opinion. <laughs> um, hey, I yeah, like... Celtics uh, one through... One through four. I, I agree I with that. I have, like, pretty much nothing to say about them. Yeah. yeah Jaylen, that, I mean, Jalen Brown. Gary Gordon Hayward good um tatum give him more shots give jalen brown more shots um yeah that's about all i gotta say about the celtics let's yep. just um anywhere between one and four wouldn't be surprised they're not going to the finals i'll tell you that yeah i, I agree and um that's it yeah all right <laughs> the new york knickerbockers wow. all i have is ain't no stopping obi toppin he is <laughs> i i'm not even joking obi toppin was my favorite player coming out of the draft this year he is fucking he's long he can shoot he yeah. can dunk. He can play defense. The fact he's old is a really, really dumb thing to pay attention to. Because I know a lot on draft night, they were like, 
oh my god, he's 22. He played for four years in college. But, yeah. And and obviously that's like one thing. But if you know anything, right? just look at last year's 2K my career. You can play four years and still be a star in the NBA. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, 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 yeah. it's like he's he's mature. He played for Dayton, which although Dayton is not a big name school, they're a great basketball school. Yeah. And he was the man there, and they were arguably the best team in the NCAA last year. I do want to point that out. They were contending for a top seed in the tournament right when it all got shut down. If not, did they re- they re- they released the tournament seeding last year, right? Even after COVID happened. You know, I'm not too familiar on that. Um, let me let me uh, check. Once COVID hit and things like that were going on, I wasn't the biggest. I'm not the biggest on college basketball. I do not like the NCAA, me personally at all. <coughs> oh, Bless your soul, me. sir. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so. Oh, these are just predictions. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Point is, Obi Toppin's a stud. The Knicks suck. I, I hate that he went to the Knicks because I love him so much. But Yeah, he's he, home, uh, though. Let's, let's hope that he, he puts up. I mean, he was crying on draft night when he got drafted by him, which is awesome. And uh, That's I what I respect him. about him. Yeah. He's one of those players that still, he loves the game. Screw Anthony Edwards for him. Uh, <laughs> he was just like, cool, I got drafted. Yeah. You know? Obi Toppin's <laughs> like this. He just, his, his family. Everything yeah. he cares about is set for the rest of his life now, which is yeah. amazing. Love to see that. Hope he does well. Uh, Dark Horse Rookie of the Year candidate. Uh, Knicks, uh, worst team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, projection. Maybe. We'll see. They're definitely going to be a 12 through 15 seed, though. All right. Uh, speaking of a team who will be good, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I should say the Tampa Bay Raptors. Oh, that's right. Yeah, playing in Tampa <laughs> Bay funny. this year. Uh, yeah. Obviously, just You just got notes. Tom Brady then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, actually, I have something to talk about Tom Brady in a minute. But first off... Fred Van Vliet, huge extension. I love him. Yeah, honestly. he's a cool guy. Like, he looks like Drake. <laughs> he does look like Drake. This is the six, man. Yeah. Um. I mean, do you think he is star? Like, where do you rank him in terms of starting point guards now? Because it's. In, I always thought of him as six man. Like, is he they, starting right now? I mean, they just signed him to a four year, hundred twenty eight million dollar extension. So he better be starting, man. Either that, most expensive. I think six he started man. last year and he averaged like twenty three a game. Yeah, I'm gonna say I like Van Fleet. Ideal. He hits shots that you go really. Okay, Kalari does that too. But he, or no, he's playing shooting guard with Lowry playing point guard. That's right. He's a short shooting guard. So you have the shortest backcourt in the league right there, pretty much. Yeah, but they're both like bulldogs. They are bulldogs. Like, <laughs> yeah, those guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Van Vliet. I mean, I think he averaged twenty three a game last year. Let me fact check that. And again, Nick Nurse, just a just a tremendous head coach. Yeah, first year uh, that he got head coach, won mm-hmm. a championship with them. I mean, yeah, so shot big shots to him. But... I think. The Raptors, I mean, they, they obviously not to just talk about him. They got uh, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, another guy. Serge Ibaka gone? Or he's he still... gone. He's on the Clippers now. That's right. Oh, forgot to talk about that. I forgot he went to the Clips. There's so much to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. So you know, the Raptors, they'll they'll be they'll be a playoff team. Definitely. I can see them anywhere three through. It's one of those seven. teams you do not want to meet in the playoffs. Yeah, you can beat them, but man, you're gonna you're gonna be grinding every single night. Yeah, so last year Van Vliet averaged 17.6, 3.8, and 6.6 a game. And yeah, nice step into a bigger role. He also shot um, shot 39% from three. Very yeah. respectable. Yeah, If you're definitely. in your 40, ah, you're a good shooter in my opinion. Yeah, All right, the so, whole yeah. Raptors squad, they got playoff experience. Let's just go Raptors anywhere between one and five. Anything less than that, I'm surprised. Yes. So, real quick, to talk about the Tom Brady effect. Yeah. Um, let me see if I bookmark this. So, um, there was a really interesting stat about Tom Brady that 
I saw the other week about whatever city he's in wins championships. Like, I'm not even joking, regardless of the sport. Because um, when he... So he went to Boston early, obviously got drafted there. Three years after he got drafted, the Red Sox broke their streak of 102 years of not winning a World Series. The Red really? Sox did. Um, the Celtics won a few years after that. The Boston Bruins also went on a big run in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s of winning hockey or Stanley Cups. He, the, obviously, the Patriots win six titles. The Red Sox win again in 2014. So and 2007. So the Red Sox won three titles. Celtics won multiple titles. Bruins won multiple titles. The Patriots win six. He goes to Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup within the, within four months of Tom Brady signing with Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> now, this is the, weird. I never thought about this. Yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> this is really weird, actually. Who else is Tampa Bay sports teams? Um, Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Rays go to the World Series, lose to the Dodgers in Game 7. Wow. And the Buccaneers all of a sudden are winning. They're going to go to the playoffs. I don't think they're as good. But all I'm saying is the Raptors are in Tampa Bay, and the Tom Brady effect is very real. And and Raptors are one of those teams that are good. They are good. They have a good head coach. They got good players. They're going to play well together. That's a guarantee. So, yeah. Hey, you Raptors know what, finals. Think about this. Think about morale. You take you take this team out of the freezing cold. You put them they in. They get to hang in Florida all they year. They get to hang in Florida. Granted, Florida is like COVID hotspot. Number one, but yeah. well, that's gonna be interesting too, just seeing who gets COVID, who doesn't, and things like that. Um, yeah, that's gonna be very strange. It's uh, probably gonna be like rescheduling of games and stuff, but uh-huh. um, yeah. So let's just go anywhere. The Raptors anywhere one through five. Yep, agreed. All right, so uh, moving on to Central, and then we got the Southeast after this. Okay, let's breeze through the Central. We got no real notable teams here. Pistons. Yeah. Um. <laughs> whatever. Andre Drummond. I do want to give uh, Blake Griffin a real shout out. He's on Cavs. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to give I want to give Blake Griffin a real quick shout out. Uh, other podcast by Barstool Sports, part of my take, yeah. has a contest each year called Blake of the Year, Ooh. in which they take Blake Griffin, uh, another Blake, and then Brooks Kepka, who they call Blake, and they have a competition where whoever answers the phone on a certain day the fastest when they call wins Blake of the Year. Wow. You want to know how fast Blake Griffin's time was? Huh. 1.8 seconds to answer the phone. <laughs> Goat shit. That so, is, yeah. Congrats to Blake of the Year. Let's go. Um, they're not going to do shit. Nope. Six seed tops, probably ten, nine or ten. Yeah. I yeah. can see him. I can see him squeaking, squeaking the eight though. I could. Yeah. I, I mean, like Blake. Yeah, Derrick Rose still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but other than that, heck, you know, that's all you can really say about the Pistons. You know, they didn't do anything big. Um, yeah. Let's just I'm, say with them anywhere. Between, I'm gonna say, give him, give him eight through uh, eleven seed. At what point do you even want to make the eighth? You know, that's the thing. It's like, it's like it's like the NFL. You know, it's like how I'm in a situation with the Eagles right now. Yeah, we could still make the playoffs technically, but if we do, our pick then drops from like a sixth pick to yeah. the twenty-first. Is that even so worth it's like, it? What the fuck is the point of that? You're literally hurting yourself down the line to get your ass kicked in the first round. Yeah. Like, whoever the one seed is is going to beat the fuck out of the Pistons if they make the playoffs, so why even go? Yeah. Get the better pick, rebuild for the future. So, yeah, Pistons are whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to the other P team, the Pacers. Um, I love Sabonis. Yeah. I absolutely love Demonte Sabonis. I think he's one of the best and most dynamic big men in the NBA. Yeah. He can play the four, he can play the five, he can shoot, he can score, he can block, he can play defense, he can pass. I yeah. mean, just like his dad, Arvidus. Shouts to the Blazers and... Yeah, shout out Oregon. Lithuanian <laughs> legend. Lith- 
Lithuania, I think. Somewhere in there. I don't know. <laughs> um, they feel like uh, an overachieving team that's going to get the eight or seven as usual. Yeah. I just feel like the Pacers are always that scrappy team that pull it together. And I mean, Miles Turner, I've I've heard. So let me actually bounce forward to my other note real quick. I'm just going to say keep an eye on Nate Nate Bjorkgren, who's the new head coach. He coached with Nick Nurse all through the D League. He was an assistant on the Raptors staff. He won a title with him in the in the G League and in the NBA. And now he got hired as the head coach for the Pacers. I think he's very much from the Nick Nurse coaching tree, and he's going to have a lot of success. Reports like early on from just Indianapolis are saying he's the team loves him. They're doing great at practice. He's got a really good scheme going. That's going to make the most of his guys. Miles Turner is playing better than he's ever played apparently in practice right now. Oh wow! Which I mean, people have been talking about Miles Turner forever <laughs> for the last five years. So yeah. it's like if he can really maximize, I can see the Pacers being a very very frisky team in the East. No matter what, Pacers are going to be one of those grit and grind teams. Exactly, they're gonna they're gonna play tough ball games. It's going to be close. Yeah, and you're not going to want to play them no, playoffs or regular season because it's going to be a grind. So. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think keep an eye on Nate Bjorkgren. I will advance this. I'm taking him as my dark horse coach of the year candidate. Yeah. People aren't picking him, but I I got him. So, anyways, yeah. Pacers seven eight seed maybe best case scenario, and then agree with you on that. Not I, a playoff team if not. One of those teams I just don't have too much to say. Yeah. Also, yeah. See what happens with Oladipo. Yeah. And if they're not doing well, expect to trade him. The trade deadline. Like no some L A. We need more. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, the Bulls. Boring. Boring, man. Uh, they drafted a guy from them. Florida State who didn't start very much. Zach Collins, Blazers energy. They should trade that third pick. Bulls are a 12 through 15 seed. Yep. Uh, Cavs. Boring. Fucking, fucking fuck boring, God man. damn it. Yeah, this, this division sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hell. Colin yeah. Sexton's okay. 16 and 7. Yeah, Andrew and Kevin Love. What are they doing? I, I what like, are they doing Kev- I like Kevin Love. Shouts to Lake Oswego. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon native, but still. Um, actually, no, not shouts to Lagos. That place is expensive as fuck, and y'all are probably racist. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout um, Oregon. <laughs> okay, and then, oh, yeah, so my only, I said no takes on the Cavs, and then I said 12 seed in the East. Easy. Easy. Yeah. So, we got the Bucks. Here we go. So, this, this is, this is make the or break. important team out of this division. Yeah, this is a make or break year right here. So, my notes say, Jan is a better sign. Yeah. I personally believe that, it's going to be huge for his legacy as a player if he stays in Milwaukee and, and tries to win in a market that's not as big yeah. and tries to bring this team to the, to the glory that some other small market teams have been in the past before they got their guy. Yeah. And obviously Giannis, he could contend for another MVP this year. There's no saying. I mean, there's no reason he wouldn't. He's one, he's one of those guys that no matter what, it's the easiest thing for him to get MVP. You know, he's like seven foot. He moves like a like a guard almost in the sense of how fast he's he is. He's going to grab 10 rebounds. He's going to yep. score 30 points. He's going to get he's five assists. He's going to get five to eight assists. So yeah. it's like anytime anybody can put the consistent numbers up like that, you're going to be in the running for MVP. Yeah. He's, he defends well. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, obviously the Bucks' number one priority as an organization has to be to make sure Giannis stays around. Middleton's nice too. Don't forget about Middleton. <sighs> 22 a game? I know. It's just he's he feels like one of those players that, that can't do it on his See, you know how people say Clay Thompson like needs he that I said he needs Steph. Yeah, I feel like Middleton is he's actually what people think Clay Thompson is. He really is. No, yeah, he can shoot. He can put up twenty points a game. He's great. But as soon as you take the superstar away from him, he's gonna be dropping sixteen a game. He can't create. Yeah, and he needs a guy who takes the pressure off himself so he can perform. 
And obviously they have Eric Bledsoe. Good. I like him. No, no. Wait. Oh, do they still have him? I think I they think, got rid of him. Did they? No, he's on the Pelicans now. They oh, had Drew Holiday. Right. They got Drew Holiday. See, I had Drew Holiday on there. Okay, yeah. So Drew Holiday is going to be huge. Because yeah. that's another guy who can handle They gave up everything for him. Like three, three picks, right? But that's the thing is they got to make this. They got to show Giannis they're committed to winning with him. Yeah. Which, again, is weird because... Are you showing you're committed to him by trading everything for a guy or by saving some picks and yeah. getting some young guys next to him? And so, again, more, yeah. I we, think, got, we got seven days to figure out what Giannis does, yeah. and uh, it's going to be interesting. I think at this point, you really, until Giannis decides, saying the Bucks, you just have to look at basically a roster from last year plus Drew Holiday and replacement of um, Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. I got, um, it would be so easy to put them at the first seed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the expectation. I think if they don't get the one or two seed, it's going to be somewhat of a disappointment of a season. Very disappointing, yeah. Um, Unless, of course, they make a deep run from the three or four. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you got to make Giannis happy. I'm excited to see... Um, and... I really hope that they do good in the playoffs. I hope the Nets do good in the playoffs. I want to see KD versus Giannis. You know, I see, do. I just want to see uh, Dante DiVincenzo drop <laughs> 30 points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so last division, we'll we'll breeze through this one and get to our last uh, last topics of the show. All right. Okay, so Wizards, the Russell Westbrook era is here. I just said you got an older John Wall. You got older John Wall. You got older. <laughs> Who's a little Wall. bit more of a personality problem? Yeah. See, John Wall's like into gangs and stuff. Yeah. But Westbrook's into talking shit and being an asshole. He's into so, himself, man. He's into himself. Yeah. So you know, I'd rather I'd rather maybe your boy got some unsavory friends. Then yeah. your guy just ruining the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't have Westbrook, too much to say about the Wizards. Yeah, know? it's weird he's wearing number four. That's going to be strange to look at. I love Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal averaged 30 points a game, was an all-star last year. He didn't it's make so it all fucked up. He didn't, it's so fucked up he didn't get any recognition for what yeah. he did. He averaged 30 a fucking game, yeah. man. You, there's in no world should you not get nods uh, first an all-star, dude, yeah. I mean, again, we've all-star voting it. In, until the NBA takes away fan voting, all-star voting is never going to be correct. No, it's not, yeah. Because fans don't know shit. They're going to vote for whoever they're the fan Fucking of. Fucking Caruso is in there. Fuck, yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, again, rest in peace, of course, much nothing but love, but yeah. Kobe made the all-star game in his last year. Yeah. If it was really an all-star game, he yeah. was averaging 15 points a game, man. He yeah. didn't do shit. Like, yeah. make it a real all-star game. Allow the coaches and the GMs or something like that or other players Dude, to I pick think, who's on the all-star teams. I think maybe do this. You know, like you said, like that idea that you're saying right now, maybe leave one or two spots as an additional for those older they guys. They should vote. You know, well, for no. Kobe Bryant. Allow fans to vote for the bench. Yeah. And then allow the five, starting five to be voted for by the players and coaches. Yeah. I think that's perfectly fair. So I think you got, you, if you didn't have Kobe Bryant in there, you know, you can't. He's too much of a legend. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. And I maybe there should be an honorary spot. You know, maybe something an honorary like spot, yeah, yeah. your Dirks, your Kobe's. But I, I do agree that, that somebody lose a young player losing their chance out as an all-star game because a bunch of fans were like, oh, we love him so much. We think he should be there, even though even he though really shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if we're really taking it from an all-star there. standpoint, because all-stars, you're one of the best players in the league. And at yep. that time, he was not. All-time, he is, of course. Yep. He's a Hall of Famer, but... At the time, it, an all star that all stars are for, for are for guys who won't necessarily make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, it, anyways, Bradley Beal got robbed. They should be. Let's just go with Wizards. Um, I say best case scenario five. Seed. You say top. You say five. I think. I, I think if um, I, I'm putting more faith in Bradley Beal here. You know, I uh, I, like I do Thomas like Rui Hachimura a lot. I love him. Shouts to I like Hachimura. Japanese. 
Um, him next to Kevin Durant tonight when they played, he's a big guy. Hachimura's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's a, he has six, length. Eight, six, nine. He's long arms. Big yeah. guy. Yeah. So you know, we'll see how he develops in his second year. And I'm talking best case. They have on every cylinder. You have two all stars you can trust a little bit. But I'm gonna say realistic scenario, seven seed. You so you think they make the playoffs? Yeah, I go seven seed. Okay. Um, I think best case scenario is an eight seed for him. I, I can easily see them getting nine, ten. I just don't Me think too. Russell Westbrook's gonna really improve the team much. Yeah. Uh, I think if anything, John Wall's a little bit better, and he'll make the Rockets better. Then yeah. Westbrook will make the Wizards better. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's 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 weird anytime you have any blockbuster trades where you completely revamp your roster. So you know. Yeah. Um. All right, we got the Hornets. All I have is I got well, actually, we actually have. We have Lamelo Ball. Yeah, Lamelo. Yeah. Which I also said Gordon Hayward better win MVP with that fucking contract. With that, dude, <laughs> he, his, he has one all star appearance. That one. And I, I'm gonna be honest. I used to be a big Gordon Hayward stan. He back was in only Utah days or what? Well, back in Utah days, definitely not the Celtic days because I fucking hate the Me Celtics. Too. <laughs> but no, I loved him on the Jazz. I actually my first NBA game I ever went to was Blazers versus Jazz at the Moda Center. Yeah. And I watched him play, and I was like, I love Gordon. He would drop like 26 that night. He was so weird. He was so good, good back man. Then. And then, obviously, that injury was brutal. Brutal. And you can't blame him for not being as good after that. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think the Hornets are going to do shit. No, me either. MJ, he's the GOAT, but terrible he's a terrible GM. GM. Just Awful GM. Man. Become the owner and just let other people make this decision. Or maybe he is the owner and the other own GM. Maybe he's but I feel like he definitely influences decisions regardless. Regardless, yeah. Yeah, he's MJ. What. I mean, how can you not? Let's just go with uh, not making playoffs. But LaMelo, do you think he has a shot to win rookie of the year? Definitely. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna pull up? I got Wiseman over him in the sense of uh, kind of being where they're at. Maybe. I just don't think Wiseman's gonna get enough opportunities to put up numbers to win rookie. He you might know what not because, like I said, he's the fifth option on that offense, and Lamelo think... is gonna be the guy from the bat in Charlotte. And more often than not, you see those guys win rookie of the year based off volume stats, yeah, than actual quality play. I, I think Wiseman's gonna be the better player and help the Warriors more. Yeah, but Lamelo's gonna put up eighteen points a game. You know, he even score in his debut. Wiseman? No, no, oh, Lamelo. Oh shit! I, I missed that. He had ten rebounds, I think it was, and like five assists, something like that. No points. So he's just Lonzo two point <laughs> He literally Dude, if he Lonzo turns into Lonzo and averages like seven points a game. But like he doesn't 30%. have the defense like Lonzo. That's, that's true. That's true. I, but he's got the height, so he can rebound. Yeah. So that's saying Lamelo gets paid. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Lamelo. I think I think you going out there not scoring a point. I don't know. It's preseason. I I yeah. think it's too soon to make any judgments, but. Yeah, Hornets are going to be bad. That's yeah. synopsis. There you um, go. So, I got the Heat next. I love them. Finals fatigue. I think that's one thing that's really going to stop them from hitting that And that's next the difference, because we were talking about the Lakers earlier, and that they they probably won't have much of a drop-off because LeBron is so... You have LeBron. You have, you have LeBron. But the whole new binge. They, without LeBron, that Finals fatigue is definitely a danger because... Yeah. They are a much younger team. They got Hero. They got Duncan Robinson. They got, I mean, and no offense to, well, actually, no. All offense to Butler. Fuck that guy for leaving. Well, actually, fuck us for not signing him. But I don't think he's much of a leader. He's a leader on the court when it comes to, like, crunch time. Let's fucking win this game. But, I mean, he he doesn't exactly, like, care about his teammates a ton, I feel like. I think and it just he, depends where you put your leadership at. You know, like, um, Chris well, I'm talking Paul leadership leader. in terms of, like, hey, let's bounce back after this really short season and uh i'm gonna be that guy that anchors us like lebron is and yeah. i hate lebron you know i'm a big lebron hater but yeah there's i i can't deny that he's gonna make that lakers team successful just based off the fact of his experience yeah his 
gamesmanship, just how wise he is when it comes to yeah approaching preparation. I mean, it's like the Lakers are going to be fine, but it's the Heat that I'm worrying about off that finals. It may have some definitely the thing about issues. the Heat is um, I love Bam. Bam's coming I love back. Bam. He's doing great. Young good. center. I think he's going to be. If not already, he's quickly gonna be a top five center in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, off last year, you could argue for it, but yeah, um, he, um, I, other than the fact that they're they're gonna have that fatigue, um, I think anywhere in the top three to five is really fair. Three I, to six. I, I see them getting getting. I don't know why. I, th- I think two or four. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be the one seed. I just don't have that feeling. They really team. could be a two. I, I think they could really be a two. A I two or so. a four. They're going Maybe. to get home court advantage, I feel like. They have two talented of roster. I'm also interested to see how Tyler Hero pans out because... I saw something really funny about him, actually. Yeah, let's hear it. So, as, uh, basically, there's rumors going on that James Harden, of course, says one of his options that he might want to go to is Miami. Of course. Right? You got the best strip clubs in there. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's Miami. There's hot yeah, bitches Miami. everywhere. Of course Harden yeah. wants to So Harden there. is going, please I mean, play there. get me there. Yeah, you know. And so the thing is, is that um, they said the trade would have to be centered around Tyler Harrow. And all these guys are saying, no, 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 no. Uh, Tyler Harrow, let's keep him, right? And so it's super funny, the fact that Tyler Harrow averaged like 15, 16 a game. James Harden, 33, 34, and they're like, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean, let's be honest, though. Obviously, we've talked we talked about this before with James Harden providing chemistry issues, and Jimmy Butler is hard enough to deal with already. If you put Jimmy Butler and James Harden in together... He could hold him accountable, though, you know? He could. I don't think James Harden wants to be held accountable, man. Me either. I don't think he does. So, you know, and Hero... It's going to be interesting, because obviously Hero was a stud last year, but nobody really knew who he was. Yeah. Now he has this international fame, like... Yo, that's that white dude who balls in the heat. Like, well, and now, so we'll see how he does with this spotlight of like, now we expect Hero to be a fucking stud night in and night out. Yeah, how will he react to that? Well, an interesting thing too is uh, him and JJ Reddick. They were talking. That JJ Reddick has a really good podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, uh, the the old man in the three. It's a great, it's a great pod. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. super good. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Tyler Hero come on there, and they're talking about they played a very similar role. Uh, white dude who hits threes, <laughs> you know. I think Tyler Hero is a little bit more multidimensional. He drives in more. He just yeah. seems like, because I mean, no offense to JJ, but yeah, he's just a sniper man. He's yeah. more like Kyle Korver. Yeah. When Tyler Hero has much more of the potential to be an, an all-around offensive player. Yeah. He can drive. He can shoot. He can score. I mean, anywhere from the floor, he can pass a little bit. You know. Yeah. So don't, so don't get me wrong. I got all love for JJ Redick, but you yeah, know, I see potential in Tyler Hero. Um, one thing they talked about though is it's like, hey, do you ever feel targeted on defense because you're the the white dude, you know? And he said, yeah, yeah. If I'm they, not, if I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I heard this clip actually. Yeah, I heard yeah. him talking about this, but yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I mean, finish. they they talk about that, and Tyler said, yeah, man, every opportunity they had. They're trying to put me on LeBron or Anthony Davis, and he's like, "What am I supposed to do against yeah. LeBron or Anthony exactly. Davis?" Exactly. So, they and so that's why I think the sense that maybe James Harden isn't the best for your chemistry, but if it comes to a straight across trade, Tyler Hero, James Harden, I want to win right now. Jimmy Butler's thirty. Yeah, give me I mean, That's a good. That's a good point. Um, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't think a trade's gonna go down, but I definitely see your see your points. Yeah. So hey, Miami Heat, let's just go two or four. <laughs> two or four. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, all right, we got the Atlanta Hawks. We talking? We talking playoffs? We talking playoffs? Because uh, I think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs this year, man. I'm, I'm saying it. Um, man, <laughs> I don't have too much to say about the Hawks. Um, Trey Young, stud, stud. He's going to average 27 a game this year, I think. 27. Yeah, like 27 almost 10. 10 assists. Yeah, that's insane from a second year player. But I mean, it's fucking who he is. That's yeah. what he did in college. It's what he did last year. It's going to do it again. Yeah. Um, 
Rondo. I think John Collins is he's very good. He's, he's very good. Very and low key stud. Just a very a, a very good big man to build your team around because he's one of those guys that can do a little bit of everything. You know. So yeah. He and and quietly too. Man. And quietly, yeah. <laughs> he's not a big guy, but I think he almost put up twenty and ten last year, if I'm not mistaken. It was like eighteen and ten. Eighteen. Yeah. yeah I so had I mean, him on fantasy. He got to spin for twenty five games. I, think I had him on fantasy. Too. I had DeAndre. He got. DeAndre Ayton, he also suspended last year. Man, I hated those guys because they just sat my bench. I couldn't release them. Well, uh, look who's wrong, Jeff. He averaged 21.6 a game, 10.1 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. He was a 20 and 10 guy? 20 and 10 guy. Whoa. So that's what I'm saying. Even more low key than you think. Exactly, exactly. man. So, so quiet. John Collins is a great young player. Trey Young, obviously a great young player. Dude, so you have a, you have a, you have, um, like almost a 30 and 10 in Trey Young and a 20 and 10 in John Collins. You're getting 50 points a night out of two guys. That is insane. That's huge. That's huge. So um, that's what I'm saying. All the Hawks have to do is put it together just a little bit. Dude, and I hate Cam Reddish. I hate, I hate Cam Reddish, man. We'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pull up the Hawks roster real fast. I feel like I'm forgetting some additions they made this year. Yeah, Rondo. Um, yeah, he's going to have a veteran spot. They oh, added but, uh, they have Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Because he declined the deal. The whole Bucks, Bucks deal. Yep. Yeah. They got Capella. Oh, Capella, good, good man. man. And he 15 did and 10, easy. You know, and honestly, about Capella, he didn't get a chance to adjust last year. No. He got traded and then Did COVID. he even play a game with them? He had an injury for a while. I think he played a couple games at the end, if I'm not mistaken. But it was very, very short before the league yeah. got shut down. And obviously, the Hawks didn't make the bubble because they weren't good enough. But, yeah. you know, Trey Young got a... He's, he can't turn over the ball. They, dude, they also got... Oh, my God. Chris Dunn is on the Hawks now. What? Tony Snell. Chris uh, Dunn's on there. I thought he was on the Heat. Kevin, Kevin Herter. Let me, let me see. Oh, no, no, no. You know, he was on the Bulls. That's right. Yeah, but yep, it all makes he sense. Is a, he is a professional basketball for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. They got Tony Snell. You got DeAndre Hunter. Great defender. Out of, was he Texas Tech? He was a Texas Tech guy, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. No, he was Virginia. No, no, Cavaliers, no. Yeah, yeah Virginia. Virginia. Kevin Herter. Great three-point shooter. Um, you can't forget about Bruno Fernando. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bruno, Bruno Fruno, dude. <laughs> yeah, Bruno Fruno. But honestly, Hawks are a playoff team this year, man. I'm um, thinking six through eight. Lock. Lock it in, baby. I'm locking it in at a nine seed. <laughs> nine seed, really? I don't, don't believe in Atlanta. Nope, I never have believed in Atlanta uh, back when What is it, had... the Falcons effect? Just they just choke games or what? It was back when they went sixty-two and twenty, and they had Millsap, Josh Smith, all those guys. Jeff was that Teague. was that when uh, Iso Joe was on that team? Yeah, Joe Johnson get swept by LeBron. You know, God, dude, um, I remember uh, it's the first NBA two K game I ever played was two K eleven on my Xbox three sixty. It's prime Hawks, oh, man. Was so good. Anyways, I was uh, my name uh, Deron Atkins. I was a shooting guard. And I got drafted by the Timberwolves. Yeah. Ended up playing the Hawks in the finals. And at the time they had Mike Bibby. That sucks to you, man. I mean, they were so good. And yeah. I know I won, I won in four to two in the finals. I averaged 40, like 47. A game. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's like, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, it's just like, I feel like there's enough talent on that team to get them the eight seed. And yeah. you know, the East is one of those, I mean, dude, we went through the central division like okay, that, because yeah. there's nobody, there's yeah. four out of five teams can't, won't even sniff the playoffs. That's except true. Except for the Pacers, maybe. So, like, I, I truly think the Hawks have a legitimate shot to be a yeah. late seed in the playoffs. I'm going to say give it one more year for just my prediction. Um, But, yeah, hey, you know, if they hit eight seed, so be it. Yeah. If they hit seven seed, so be it. I'm not saying they're going to do much in the playoffs, but I think they have the capability to get they there. They do. They so. have that potential this year. All right, and last team. Wow, what a one to finish on, the Orlando Magic. I'm um, I'm going to... Before we say anything about this, uh, this is my least favorite team ever. Really? Yeah, they wow. they haven't they won't retire Shaq's number. They won't retire 
pretty much a lot of their greats. Dwight Howard, suppose you know. I mean, he hasn't retired yet, but I'm saying yeah. they're one of those six guys. Are, six are great. <laughs> they treat their they treat their players not the best, like they're yeah. superstars. Um, Literally, so, I in my notes I said I don't know, just another team. Yeah, they're gonna. They might be an eight exactly seed. They, they might be a ten. Who knows? Here's I like Vucevic. He's good. Here's the about the Magic, man. They are holding on to let us be eighth through succeed. Just rebuild, man. You have pieces of Aaron Gordon. That's Vucevic. the thing is like you see those teams who won't commit to a rebuild but won't commit to like jumping for a championship either yeah. and you're like you can't just have one pretty good guy and then like draft and sign some low-key free agents you yeah. gotta either make those trades and sacrifice the future yeah or rebuild you gotta yeah. make that decision so cole anthony markel I, fultz i got cole anthony right there markel fultz uh yeah yeah that's Magic, about it man <laughs> seed, they could be an eight seed or 15 seed i don't care yeah i'm gonna say sorry anybody from orlando but Sorry, guys. We don't, we don't mess with Orlando around here. I actually did go last summer. It was pretty fun, but not for the Magic. Just oh, for the boss. you know who else they have who I hate, man? Uh, Evan Fournier. Dude, I was just going to fucking say he is Fuck Evan Fournier, maybe man. my least favorite player in the league. Fucking He's such a Fournier, bitch boy. I hate like, Evan Fournier, Honestly, man. I can legitimately say this. If out of any player in the NBA, if there's somebody I would legitimately swing on, it would be Evan, <laughs> Evan Fournier. Fournier, man. Yep. Screw that French guy. bastard. Screw that guy. I, ugh, it gets me mad. All right. Yeah, so fuck the magic. Fuck Evan Fournier. You're an eight seed at best. It. <laughs> All right. So after a long time, that is a... Uh, that's the whole breakdown of the That's the whole right breakdown there. of the of every team. So hopefully that helps you in your fantasy drafts or whatever. So let me wrap it up the show now with just some quick predictions regarding awards at the end of the season. All right, and let's go. quick fantasy preview, and then we're going to get you all out of here. All right. All right, so I'm going to have you run through this list first, and then I'll compare next. Bet. Let's go. All right, so just rapid fire, list off who you got. MVP. Giannis. Giannis. Yep. Defense player of the year. Um, <laughs> Anthony Davis. Coach of the year. Um, so... One second, let me just make sure I have this name right. But I want to make, I think it's Mike Malone for the Nuggets. Uh, Mike Malone is Mike Malone, yep. the Nuggets. Mike Malone. Okay. Like uh, that guy. Player of the year, you said. Oh, you said AD for defense player. Giannis for MVP. Mike Malone for coach of the year, rookie of the year. That's a tough one, man. Um, I mean, I probably, I guess, have to give it to LaMelo. Um, Damn, you just said a Wiseman literally 10 minutes ago. <laughs> you had a really good point, though. Yeah. The volume that he's going to experience. He's the fifth option, man. He's yeah. just not going to put up the numbers to get the yeah. votes. So like I said, get, he's going to be the better player, but not the better number player. Yeah. Um, sixth man of the year. This one's pretty tough. This is tough. And so, and it's hard to project who's going to start and sit but, right now. You know, but. I really think about it. Um, I could see Harold doing it again if he can I could, get a ten you know? and ten. You know, so, I mean, who's starting at the five right now for the Lakers? Well, you got pretty much eighty is probably going to be in that spot. Marcus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah, Marcus about that. The Lakers. I forgot about that, man. Yeah. Gasol. Gasol back in the yellow and gold. And if Dennis Schroeder yellow doesn't and gold, start, yellow and purple, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> if Dennis Schroeder doesn't start, um, Dennis Schroeder. I, I could easily see that as well. Uh, biased answer, but not a bad one. Exactly, uh, yeah. Most improved, most improved player. Um, DeAndre Ayton. I see him having mm. a breakout year right now. I like that. I see it. He is already doing good, but mm-hmm. I think this year I could see from a jump from 18 or 20 to 26, 27. I'm I'm thinking more twenty three twenty four, but I I definitely His see the jump. Thing go up, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, who's your finals matchup? Now this one's really interesting. Of course, I'm a little biased on this, so I really think the Lakers have potential to go one more. But that fatigue is going to kill them mm-hmm. a little bit. So when it comes to the West, man, I would not be surprised at all with the Nuggets if they can get, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. in there. But for the most part, Clippers aren't doing it. I'm going to say Lakers or Nuggets in the East. Um. 
if the, if the Nets make it work, Nets. I really, really want to see a Lakers-Nets. If you awesome have LeBron versus KD. And versus Kyrie. That'd be a hell of a storyline, too. be amazing. Mm-hmm. So let's just say in the terms of what I want to happen, let's just go Lakers-Nets. Perfect. All right. Uh, and then the last two, uh, who's your team that exceeds expectations? Um, Again, this one I really, really think. Um, that's why I kind of have um, Mike Malone in there. I think mm-hmm. Nuggets are going to kill it this year, you man. You think they're going to exceed it? Cause I, but, I mean, to be honest, I got them as a 1-3 through three seed already. So. so you remember what the, the... I'm talking about the jump in the sense of what the Bucks were last year, then this year they hit, like, they were on pace for, like, a 71 season. Yes. You know, so I think the... I don't really see the Nuggets losing too much, um, but if to see the expectations, um, I think the Suns are a really good one in there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. The Suns hit fifth or fourth seed. Heck. That's it. That's a competitive list. You never know. You know? Yeah, so. So give me Suns or Nuggets on that one. Suns or Nuggets, I like it. Okay. Um, And then team that falls short of expectations. Um, This one really, really is tough. Um, I think I, heck, now you got me a little thrown off by that Brady thing because I think the Raptors are going to finally start slowing down a little bit. Those guys have been killing it for a long time. But Siakam really got stopped a lot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. His spin move was not working as much as it was. Yeah. Lowry's getting a little bit older. I think this is going to be his fall-off year. And you can't put your faith of your franchise in a Van Fleet. So um, I think the Raptors are going to start falling off. All right. I'm going to say seven seed for them. Um, it wouldn't be too unrealistic, but you can't really sleep on them. And after we just said about Brady, man, I guess, hey, they do really Tampa good. Bay is Tampa Bay. <laughs> Whatever man, city Brady's in, they're going to win. So, <laughs> All right, so MVP, I'm going hot take off the bat. I'm taking Luka, honestly. I mean, I guess that's not too hot. No, I wouldn't but be surprised. I, I think, I think Luka is going to take it this year. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, I've obviously been gassing him up all night. I'm taking Ben Simmons. I think this year he makes the jump, starts getting blocks, start gets, starts getting seals. I'd putting the box that, score number box score numbers that are gonna earn him that rookie of the year rather than just first team D all defense. Yeah. Um Coach of the Year, like I said, I'm taking Nate Bjorkgren, head coach of the Pacers. Pacers. It's a it's a low key pick, but I really think he's proven he can coach at the G League and the NBA level alongside Nick Nurse. And yeah. the Pacers again, one of those sneaky teams, and if he if he brings them if they win fifty games. I think he's got a lock as a first-year head coach to win her coach of the year. I think, too, speaking of Luka and him winning MVP, if Rick Carlisle, if he he hits a 55-win season, Mavericks coach... I think that's very possible I think he could be another guy in there. Yeah. um, Sixth man of the year. This is tough. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, Harrell easily could win it again. Um, I know I'm biased Sixers, but if the Sixers do really well, I could see... If he's not starting Seth Curry, mm-hmm. because he's just one of those guys who could he just easily put up a lot off the bench and shoot 43, 44%. Yeah. Um, who's the... I mean, Lou Will, again. Of he's course, always in the contention. Easy, I mean, always. He can't ever really take him out of there. And he's not going to be starting. I mean, they don't start him on purpose just so he can be the sixth man. So Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. We'll see how it shapes out. I mean, you never know who could come up out of nowhere and start being that first rotation man for a team. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, I'll stick with you and give me Harold just because that's a good situation for yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's a in perfect setup. He has LeBron yep. pass to him, man. Um, most improved player. See, I had one earlier in my head. But, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of thinking you know, Tyler Hero, maybe. He could, yeah, man. Just because he didn't do a ton in his first year, but at the same time, it's like he got all that hype. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I kind of like your pick at Aiden. Um, you know what? Here's a. Hey, what do you think about this? Could Demarcus Cousins be in that that conversation? He could. I mean, if he stays healthy the entire year, and I mean, I he was out all last year though, right? He did that little stint with the Warriors for yeah, a little while. But I, I think it's. Season. I think for most improved, you really got to put in some time the season before. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go with. You know, this sounds crazy. I'm gonna go De'Aaron Fox. Dude. 24-25 a game. Give yeah. him nine, ten assists. I think he, if he takes the Kings to an eight seed, I think he could win. Yeah, it's funny. Because I thought that last stud. year. Yeah. I thought that last year in fantasy, man, I was a little disappointed with it, but. <laughs> but you know they're getting a, they're getting a better roster around him. I, hopefully he can make that jump. But yeah, that's gonna be my hot take for uh, most improved and uh, finals matchup. I'm taking. Hmm. That's a tough one, right? This is very tough. Um. You know what? Mavericks Bucks. Yeah. Luka Giannis. I'm calling it. That'd be awesome, man. I would love to see that. I think, yeah. And I think if if that happens, I'm taking the Bucks to win the finals. Yeah, I think that'd be like Bucks win the finals. Giannis stays. They start a dynasty. I think uh, the NBA is sort of rigged in the sense that they love getting those big teams, mm-hmm. those big market teams. But Dallas is luckily one of those big enough markets. And you know? and, and I mean, anytime himself. you have Giannis, you can yeah. do it. So. Uh, team that exceeds expectations. <coughs> um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Suns. I, think I, so, I know man. I said I said they were one of my favorites, but I I think people are projecting them to be a good team, not a great team. But I think they could be a great team if they put it together. I think so. one more thing too. One team I think falls short of expectations is uh, Warriors. You think so? I think. I mean, I I think. It's interesting to take a look at how people are predicting them after Clay Thompson's injury because obviously I think that's a very good pick pre Clay Thompson, but yeah. now you like people are kind of writing them off again because yeah. they're like, oh, well, without Clay, what are they? But you never know what Steph You're right, yeah. could do. Um, but yeah, <coughs> my team of these exceeds expectations definitely the Suns and the team that falls short. I think I'm gonna go with the Nets. Yeah, because everybody has championship expectations. They do. And anytime you set a team's expectations that high, they're probably gonna fall short. Yeah. You can't ever guarantee a team's going to go to the finals. Yeah. So, you know, they may still make the playoffs, they may still be good, but I think they're going to be not quite the roster that people expect. Yeah. All right. Um, man, that covers just about all that. Uh, you want to do a quick little fantasy segment? Yeah, I think that for fantasy, what we should just kind of talk about is some of the ones who are those guys that are going to get you, who's going to get you your points, you know? Yeah, I mean, Luca, yeah. huge man. Off the bat. I mean, um, Steph. Obviously, as long as he doesn't get hurt. He's an interesting one. He really is. I think you look at LeBron, it's smart, but he's going to be resting, man. He mm-hmm. has a lot of things. That's that... the thing about fantasy, too, is you need that night in, night out production. And you yeah. guys are going to play close to 82 games. Yeah. yeah. I had Kawhi last year, man. I loved him and I hated him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was like. It's I tough. Liked... And, and that's the thing is, I had Luka last year and he didn't sit a ton. No. He played a lot. Dude, he would. I had yeah. Trey Young. I. And I think, really, for a fantasy strategy, you got to look at those guys who are on the fringe teams. Yeah. Who aren't the top tiers but are not the bad teams either who are pushing for those playoffs Dude. and they need them to play or else they're not going to have contention. I think this is like the year of guards too, man. Um, like a lot fucking of times it's, it's the really league good. of guards, man. Because yeah. <laughs> you got just... Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray. Do not forget Damian Lillard. Dude, if he keeps mm-hmm. the production he has, uh, it's going to be insane. And Jamal Murray. Like, like Russell Westbrook, said. man. He's going to get your 20. He's at least 
Russell Westbrook's not scoring any less than John Wall's going to be healthy this year. He's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, he's going to put up 19 and 10 probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so build around the guards. I, I do like... Um, I like grabbing a couple good rebounders. Do you have any uh, any big men you see for fantasy? Dude, and now, this is why I keep saying it, man. I think this is DeAndre Ayton's year. Yeah. I had him last year in fantasy, and this is why I see it. I saw him every single game as throughout the season. He was improving. He came back from that suspension. Um, I think DeAndre Ayton, if you don't pick him and he's available, let's say for your fourth or fifth pick, man, you are a fool for not getting him. I, I'd even go as far as reaching for three, depending yeah. on who's available. I think you'd give him your third pick. And I think, again, another guy like that's Bam Adebayo. Obviously, he had a great year Bam, last yeah. year, but he's he's going to be Jokic. down low. He's going to be grabbing. Re- I mean, and then obviously the all-value center is Jokic because yeah. you can't Anthony argue Davis. with assists, points, rebounds, all that. Yeah. Um, AD, so yeah, obviously those big centers. So, Keep an eye out for Harrell. He's going to be a, a good role. And so, like I said, Ivaka Zubak. For the for the Clippers, I think they do ten and ten. He's good. Yeah, I th- I'd even go as far as thirteen and ten. Dude, here's one thing that um every year there's one jump, and you can say that in the sense of like that's the most improved, but it even changes a little bit differently when it comes to fantasy. And this year, who I got having my biggest jump in fantasy is gonna be Jason Tatum. I had him last year. He was chilling around twenty fantasy a game. Towards the end, he started getting used more, and he hit about twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, he's fucking six ten. Of course, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he had a giant. On the he court grew. Now. Yeah, he's gonna be seven two by next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Jason Tatum's a good option. Um, Even Michael Porter Jr. is pretty smart too. And DJ, that's, that's a good sleeper. You know, yeah. grab him fourth, fifth round. That's that's a good spot because yeah. he, uh, you know, like like we said, Manu Bowl, who could be rookie of the year option. Uh, if you can grab a flyer on him, maybe thirteenth, fourteenth round as a bench player. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good guy to have as, as a plug-and-play in your utility slot. So One more guy you cannot sleep on, man, because if I'm reading this right here for the leading stats, um, when it comes to offensive rebounds, you had Hassan Whiteside. When it comes to blocks, it was Hassan Whiteside. Yes, so he's actually, we forgot to mention, he's on the Kings now. Yeah, So that's, that's right. going to be an interesting spot for him. Yeah. Um, again, it all depends on how Fox carries that team and how, how the guards play and, yeah. and how Luke Walton coaches, but I could I could see Whiteside. Yeah. Putting up another 10-rebound, two-block season. Let's and see. I guess one, one more question is to you when it comes to fantasy. Um, you have your stars, right? You have your you know, your superstars you got to draft. But when it comes to a position, man, what, what which one do you see as kind of the most valuable? Because those big men are the easiest 20, 20 fantasy points tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I personally, I think you got to have some big men. It all depends on your team's or your league's makeup on how many positions you have for each, like how many slots you have. My favorite, I think it's crucial, is grab guys who play multiple positions. Yeah. So this year, Shea Gild- Gilgis Alexander listed as a shooting guard and a small forward. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, point guard and shooting guard. What's Luca? Do you see Luca? Point anywhere? guard, shooting guard. Luca, if I'm not mistaken, is should be point guard, shooting guard, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. That's um, valuable. LeBron man. is the same way. Uh, no, actually, this year Luca is just a point guard and shooting guard. They changed it. Huh. That's why he was so nice for me last year. I could plug him anywhere. Yeah. But you know so. Anybody like that, Giannis, I mean, LeBron's point guard, shooting guard, small forward, Giannis, power forward, center. So any any of those guys that you can flex a little bit, I like the value of them a little bit more than somebody who's static at the position who yeah. might do a little bit better. Just because the huge thing about fantasy basketball is the more people you have playing every night, the better you have a chance of winning. No, so exactly, yeah. Get those guys who get time, and you're going to do well. So get flexible guys who can play a lot of positions and and that's my biggest draft advice honestly one guy i think you should maybe stay away from who usually you shouldn't have to stay away from but um i think uh i got chris paul last year really late in the draft and he did really good for me he's efficient right Mm -hmm. 
I see this year, like you said earlier, he's 13 points, 10 assists. Um, the Suns are going to be winning, it. but it's not fantasy numbers. Exactly. So I think, Chris Paul, you're going to, if you can get him late, get him late. Yeah. But if it's in your first eight rounds, don't do it. I, I was going to say, past eight rounds, Chris Paul's a good pick. But yeah. If you can put him at your, one of your lower point guard spots or even just a, a bench utility player, he's, he's a good role, but there's too many other options on that Suns team for him to be viable as, yeah. as a fantasy starter. My number one guy, too. Uh, this one's pretty easy. Um, I got I got Giannis. Mm-hmm. I had him last year. He had 34 fantasy game for me. Yeah, and like I said, you can play <laughs> multiple positions. So Yeah, so that's what I got for fantasy, man. All right, well, I think that just about wraps it up. I think we got a good uh, good break on the NBA season. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on the pod. Of course, uh, man. You want to you wanna plug your socials, social media, if you want people to follow you? Guys, it's on Twitter. It's just uh, Jeffrey, and it's spelled the odd way, so it's G-E-O-F-F-R-Y, just with an F. Yep, and just Jeffrey F right there on Twitter. Appreciate any follows or um, any feedback or anything. If you want to argue with me, man, we will take in the DMs, and we'll argue forever about what I said tonight. I'll, so, and, and I'll retweet them on my personal and podcast account. <laughs> of course. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, make sure to uh, follow us on Only Sport Fan Pod on Twitter. Uh, give me a follow at Dylan Osman underscore on Twitter and make sure to subscribe and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, I'm sure you'll be back at some point and that will be all for now. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Bye. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. This is what's great about sports. This is what's great about sports. Play to win the game.